Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Oh, cool. You got a white claw. Oh, dude, can I have one? Uh, this is actually the last one. I'm sorry. Whoa. Hey, Josh. Chill out, dude. Chill, chill. It's not that big a deal. You know? What is that noise? It's oh like a God. siren? No, no. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. That was weird. Yeah. It was weird. What was that? I don't know. I'm just trying to find a way to deal with my anger, and uh, I, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry yeah, about it. That's me. good. You coping? Cool. It's like a cope mechanism? Yeah. yeah okay. That's cool. cool. Anyways, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. totally. Ow! Whoa, dude. Alex. Alex. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm good now. Oh. Oh, okay. That, yeah. was, that was weird, dude. Yeah. Jeez. Just <sighs> chill out, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to get, work. get you a white claw. Yeah. You know, this yeah. fucking asshole. I'm trying to work through it. Natural lime. Fucking That's, asshole. I usually drink orange. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Chris, chill. 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 chill, chill, chill. Not that big. Chill. I'm back. Oh, cool. That was weird. Not a nice. big deal. Yeah, like a mild stroke. Okay. Just a mild one. I don't remember what happened the last 10 seconds. Strokes aren't that bad, honestly. This, white, this white claw is hitting. You don't got to get that looked at at all. Yeah. I'll check it out later. You didn't like that noise? Fucking. It's like making you angry or something? Disgusting. Whoa, dude. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. All right. All right you're sorry. back, dude. Yeah. That's my bad. That was a weird face you made. Yeah. When you keep doing that, it really fucking. Yeah, dude. Jesus oh, my Christ. God. Stop. I'm good. I'm good. You're good. All right. All right. Cool, you're good. Cool. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> oh, I'm back. I'm, that was strange. Cool. What was that for? I don't know. It's this white claw. Shit's hitting. Every fucking week, new movies get released. How does anyone ever see these? There are too many movies. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the Arts Many Movies, family. Hey. Uh, this week on There Are Too Many Movies, we watch Kill Bill Volume 1. Well, before we talk about that, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. I'm Chris, the editor. Collins, drunk on White Claws. Uh, who cares? Because I'm yeah. Josh, the Josh <laughs> Rodriguez. Well said. Film School University. Nice. And I'm Alex. No one cares. No one cares. Wait, wait They're for They're cheering. For, they love me. Go well, ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Now, now I, you. Now I'm you Alex, the grapefruit technique, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I got a live spit take, dude. Ah, nope, not quite. nope. Kept it in. Damn it. Uh, just in. Just if like the grapefruit technique. Oh, you yeah. Kept it all I in. kept it in. You if can't you don't know, take it out. If you don't know the grapefruit technique, I'll cut it in here. Shouts to our friend Throatzilla. Uh, She's a good friend of the show. What if it's come just on like, the show? Yeah. And come on and the come show. On, come yeah. on. Come on. It. Uh, easy, but yeah. Teach us how to come on the show. What? Anyways, um. Five bucks a month on Patreon. <laughs> five bucks <laughs> a month. Five five bucks. <laughs> five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Very good. <laughs> Very good. It's a Kill Bill reference. It's not a racist. It's not racist because we're quoting someone directly. Good, good, good. Cut to our apology video. F- uploaded we're five so minutes. Sorry. We're so sorry F- for everything that we've said. Yeah, uh, we're very sorry. Past, present, and future. 
Anyways, back to uh, the Patreon. <clears throat> Five bucks a month, baby. Let's and, go. And you can get access to the Discord. You can get access to your local on the internet podcast back shots, back yeah. shot content. Uh, uh, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. Front shots. Front shots. Front feet shots. shots. Yep. There, it's all that really does exist. That's really on patreon.com slash there are too many movies for five bucks only. Our feet are behind a $5 paywall. What are you waiting for? I've even got it tagged the fuck up so you can sort it by feed content. Yeah. And, and we have AI generated photos. Yeah. Right? yeah. AI animations. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that nice. blew up the internet this week because of the corridor Ooh. crew. Wait, what's Dumb that? You didn't see that? Uh, they made some video about they took live action footage and ran it through an AI thing and made anime. And everybody's like, That's oh, you're ruining art. Oh, shit. Shut the Corridor fuck up. Corridor crew is ruining art. Yeah, yeah. They're like, these a guys. A bunch of guys that are like, that's fucking cool. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, they, they're just nerds. A bunch of nerds. <clears throat> Shut up. Honestly, dude, fuck that, dude. Fuck just guys talking on a podcast. I know. Fucking, we you know sh- what I mean? About yeah. dumb shit on yeah. a fucking YouTube yeah. channel? I don't hate them for, like, bastardizing art, as people put it. I hate them for being nerds, and I think we <laughs> should give them swirlies and wedgies. <laughs> That's true. You know? yeah. Also, it says the, the guy that reads manga all it's, fucking okay, day. Okay, I up. read cool manga. Oh, yeah. Like, cool manga. Like, yeah, this- like Clan Ad, which is 40 episodes of bullshit followed by 10 episodes of actual content. 49. Shut- okay, so there's one good episode. There's, like, five. Cool. Hey, yeah, let's pitch me another show that I have to <clears throat> spend 49 hours watching dumb shit. I'm done. Patreon.com slash there are too many movies. Like, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, also on the Patreon, you haven't ever advertised this yet because I just filmed it. Uh, okay. we, we have jerk off instructions. but the, uh, <laughs> J-O-I's. Yeah, but they're not like... Joys, if you will. Yes, from Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, but they're not like your typical ones because we like to be different. They're more like uh, actual instructional videos. Can you give us an example of yours? <clears throat> Come. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's going to go wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Cinematic JOI, yeah. if you will. All right. So that's a solid 10 minute Patreon pitch. Just fucking join our Discord and hang it's, out with. It's honestly a bonus episode mm. a month, and you get to talk to us all the time in yep. the Discord. Bricked up with the boys in the Discord and yep. the girls. Shout out to Bianca. It's really and great. Some other people. Shout out bricked up women. Fem boys. The hardest women in cinema are in our Discord. I'll say that. That's true. true. Anyways, who wants to kick it off this week for what we've been watching? Uh, should I go first? I feel like I haven't gone first in a minute. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. All right. Let's fucking go. Um, fuck. Okay. My Own Private Idaho. Now, this is a 1991 Criterion Classic directed by Gus Van Sant, who also did uh, <clears throat> Good Will Hunting. So, good director. Yeah. Nice. Starring Keanu Reeves Ooh. and starring River Phoenix. Oh, wow. Was this River Phoenix's last movie? Uh, I don't know if it was his last, but it's one of them for sure. I thought you were going to say, is this before he died? And I was going to be like, what, what do you think? <laughs> Good thing I didn't say that, huh? Yeah, yeah that'd be really dumb. Yeah, that'd be, be dumb so if dumb. I said that. But I had the thought, which makes me not dumb. Right. Right. Um, It's fucking lame, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I was expecting to, it to be really sexy and cool and like, because they're like prostitutes, mm. Keanu and uh, and River Phoenix. Okay. Uh, but fuck, is it boring as shit, what, dude? Man. What was the movie called again? My Own Private Idaho. And you expected that to be sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the least sexy state. Because they're fucking sex workers and <clears throat> stuff, you know? Okay. 
I guess that's yeah. fair. I, knowing nothing. They had like a forbidden relationship, I thought, in the fucking movie. Anyways, it's based on like Henry VIII or some shit. Oh my it God. It is the worst fucking, it is really bad. Oh, it's like one of those things where it's a modern day adaptation of the fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Big snoozy. A big uh, gigantic fuck fucking snoozy, dude. Therefore. In the Criterion Collection, man. It's how Criterion goes, man. Some you fuck. know what? The only one that works is 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Or yeah. Clueless. Yes. Which are both not in the Criterion Collection. And is bullshit. When? When? Also, Weros, when? Also, 2001, when? The fuck are you? You put Barry Lyndon in <clears> the <throat> Criterion Collection. I'm gonna, next time I'm in, I'm in New York, I'm going to find him. Yeah? I'm going to go to the Criterion Closet. My Criterion Closet Just video. a big sign, when? Yeah. <laughs> my, ter- my Criterion Closet video, I'm not even going to take anything. I'm going to put things in it. I'm nice. going to bring the movies I want, and I'm going to put them in the Criterion Closet. That's, That's the way to go. That's get, real smart. Get shit on Criterion Make Steelbooks fucking Criterion, you fuckers. For real, though. Yeah. Get with the times. Seriously. Fucking your fucking plastic cases. Get out of here. You're like, destroying the earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Steel is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It's, so we're the Criterion Collection. What, what kind of boring ass <laughs> fucking movie should we put in our closet this it's boring year boring clock dude <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it's boring let's get a clock. movie with f- the script is written by henry the eighth yeah fucking god uh, yeah i was expecting a lot more and it's fucking real bad hey let me, let me pitch you uh my own private idaho oh so is it starring like a famous director or is it directed by somebody super famous no not really they did one of the good movie oh, okay well does has anybody he heard of, of it psycho for for you know clarification well that really needed a remake and yeah. you know what else did <laughs> henry the eighth from 500 years ago <laughs> right right yeah it's not fucking good just leave shakespeare alone i can't think of something by look i know i'm dumbing myself right now but not really i mean no i'm being honest man i i like the criterion collection i really do have a lot of them but I, as i'm going through the fucking deals that i've bought uh yeah, gotta say it's 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 definitely hit and miss. You know, I'm just glad we're not the type of podcast that's like catering to those, catering fuckers. to just pretending to like something. Be- yeah, yeah, we have a mind of our own, and I appreciate that. Another Criterion classic, "Being There" from 1979, directed by Hal Ashby, starring Peter Sellers. Dude, okay. Oh, from uh, Doctor- Jackie Brown. Nope. All Doctor right. Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. That was my other one. Was um, it? yeah, because mm-hmm. he was like, I love so strangely. Yeah. So it's from 1979. It's a comedy. It's like a, it's like a, it's a comedy. Oh, nice. It's very much like Forrest Gump-esque. Like Peter Sellers is a gardener that's lived in a house for a really long time. And he's, he's essentially been <clears> catering <throat> to this old ass man who owns a mansion. Old man dies. He's kicked out of the house and he doesn't know what to fucking do. White privilege, white privilege, white privilege. He goes to another mansion and gets to influence them. But because he's an idiot, he can uh, say things about gardening that make sense in real life and, you know, influence the president of the United States. Okay, but it's a comedy. It is a comedy. It is designated as that Shirley MacLaine's in it, you know? No. Uh, Who's that? She's an old actress. Uh, some some old, old bitch. <laughs> also boring as shit, dude. <laughs> like Wow, back to back boring as fuck. Yeah. Fucking snoozy boys, See, that's dude. The thing. Criterion's like, on that boring shit. So you flip the Criterion <clears throat> coin this week. That's but, that's what happens with Criterion. Yeah. It's a 50-50. You either get a fucking banger or you get the most abstract non-movie you've ever fucking seen. It's not terrible. It's not my own, my own private Idaho. It's not horrible, but it's just not... They use the 2001 theme throughout. 
fucking what? Well, like underneath jazz. The fuck? So it's like, but also like jazz. But also it. like, yeah, dude. Also fucking. You like jazz? Some of that. We can we can acapella it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready? Fucking shit. Oh, getting the scabs. Nice. That was so good. We might get DMA striked. Boring as shit. DMA. It's being there. More like boring there dude Damn. fucking right Got fucking him. boring as shit dude old Shut movies up. are old dude movies happen later yeah dude you know uh somebody commented on our top 10 all-time lists it was like you fucking losers need to watch more old movies is what they said hey how about you go die hey old movies kind of suck old movies also your favorite movie of all time is from the 60s 69 one of mine is from the 90s, you know what I'm saying? That was fucking a, old. That was a long time ago. Exactly. Actually, no, All the President's Men? Yeah, that's a great movie. It's 12 fucking, Angry Men. 12 Angry Men? Yeah. Ikiru, High and Low, So Seven just Samurai. because you're fucking old as shit doesn't mean you have to be boring as all yeah. get out, dude. Just because we don't like Citizen fucking <clears throat> Kane and Birth of a Nation, sorry. Dude, Pretty do me a movies. favor and look up the cover to Being There, please. Would you mind? Alexa, look up the cover for Being There. Nice. I'm having trouble hearing. No shit, Can you say that again? Medium, Scam Mendez said this is his favorite film of all fucking time. Scam he featured, Mendez? He featured it at the end of uh, his yeah. most recent film. That's the one, that iconic poster. You'd think it'd be pretty fucking cool, right? It's kind of a cool poster. Yeah. Fucking nope. Fucking nope. Hey, future Chris nope. will put it up here. <clears throat> that's not. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's. Dude. Cool. There it is. Let's begin go. again. Oh, okay, there you go. There you so. go. Being there. being there. Uh boring as shit. More like being square. Oh well, yeah. yeah. My last uh on my watch list is a film from 2012 directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Vinterberg. It's called The Hunt. Now, this is uh the director from Another Round. Fuck yeah. And the gang is back together, dude. Mads oh, Mickelson yeah. and then all of the boys from Another Round. They're all in this. Hell yeah. The boys are back in town. <sighs> For um, child uh, assault allegations, dude. Yeesh. That's what they're. That's what we're getting together for. Because <laughs> 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 why is everyone so uncomfortable? Why don't you have a seat right over there? It's um, fine. At the very fine. beginning of the movie, Mads Mikkelsen is a <clears throat> teacher, or he's like a preschool teacher, so he you know helps kids or whatever. Um, one of the little girls claims to or she tells a teacher that he's touched her or, or in one form or another her story is like he did something really bad yeesh it so is mads a, mickelson yeah Matt, it's, it's mads mickelson and it is an entire movie about a town turning on a good man unfortunately because of what a child said that sounds intense um, it is one of the most upsetting movies I've ever fucking seen. What's it called again? The Hunt. The Hunt. When did it come out? More like the 2012. Cunt. 2012. Well, it's yeah. kind of recent. Honestly, that little girl is a piece of garbage, dude. I mean, how was the movie though? It's fucking great. Really? It is really fucking great. I like, mean, based on what you're saying about her, we can assume that. Like, dude, it's it's the whole gang from uh, another round. All of the actors, cool. they're all in this. 
one of them plays the little girl's <clears throat> dad and like they're all friends and shit like they're all really cl- it's a really tight <clears throat> close tight-knit community and once he gets accused it's like he can't go anywhere dude he goes he goes to the grocery store they're like you can't fucking shop here get out and he's like i need to buy groceries you know what i mean like he's like you know pedophiles need to eat too (laughs) well i mean he's like guys he's like you can't say anything anymore you know what i mean huh you know what i mean specifically what are you looking at gotta eat right oh you watch anime one time (laughs) (laughs) uh it's really fucking upsetting and just it's really intense Really fucking good. Damn. Highly recommend. That is uh that is definitely four three cinema. Fan fucking tastic. All right. Uh and it's Mads Mickelson, so definitely check Shout that out shit Mads. out. Oh, Are yeah. you gonna watch the another round remake, US remake what? starring Leonardo DiCaprio? hundred percent. Yeah, they're doing that. It's I don't know why they remake such recent things. You know what I mean? Because I American audiences can't can't possibly watch a film a foreign film. You know Are they I mean? still doing that it's Parasite like, remake? Sorry, that's real. That, that's going to be an HBO do. show. But um, dumb. What's his name? Uh, from Vice and fucking The Big Short. Adam McKay is show running that with Bong Joon Ho. Oh, so there are gonna, there's going to be so many fucking snap zooms in the show. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how you translate Parasite without with taking Korea out of it completely. It's like part because of it's, its DNA. Yeah, it's such a Korean film. Hot take. Leave it alone. Really? I don't feel like it's a hot take. I agree with you. But, Leave yeah. the movie alone. It it's not a picture. hot take at all. That's like the most basic take you can have. Yeah. yeah. That's a hot spicy. take would be like, I'm willing to see it and I'm interested. Yeah, that would be. A hot take would be like, I side with North Korea on <laughs> Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a hot take. That's, that's a human being, though. Shout I'm also Dennis Rodman saying that. All right. I'm also super down for Leo in uh, another <clears throat> round. I want to see what he does with it. Sure, but like, another round is already perfect. I love that movie. W- further yeah. evidence as to why we don't need a yeah. remake. I would Did love. It even, it's like a cover. I don't know. I'm. Uh, it's I'm a cover. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, I just want to see it. That's it. That's interesting to yeah, look. Yeah, cover at it bands that way. are always better. That's true. No, but there are some covers <laughs> hey, that man, absolutely mini fuck. Kiss. Nine inch. <laughs> Johnny Cash's nine inch nails cover. Yeah, hurt. Yeah. Miley Cyrus covering anything? Fuck yeah. She's a great Heart singer. of Glass. Let's go, baby. Get shit on. <laughs> Get shit on. Fuck you. Get shit on. <laughs> Covers are sick. Future Chris wants to put a clip there. <laughs> just real quick. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> just, we, so, just enough so we don't get DMCI. What? The limit's like, what? Four seconds before the AI goes, hmm? So. <laughs> yeah, and we're back. That's it. Nice. All right. So, so we're giving you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. The Leo as. Leo as a dad is really strange. Nah, yeah. I don't see him as a dad. Me a loving dad? I no. see him like doing that dance number after dumping a 25-year-old, and that's about it. Hell yeah, brother. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, I'm hey, living hey, vicariously like, through Leo. Like, Here's the thing, yeah. though. Good like, for you, dude. Not really good for him, but like, what do you good think was going to happen? You know? You're like the most famous actor ever. Like, if, if 20-year-old women are willing to date him... Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Also, it's do, do you think that the girls are like, oh no, I thought we were gonna be together forever? They know they're <laughs> yeah, getting they yeah. know they're renting. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Here's a fun fact though. Apparently, you know, he never takes his AirPods out. Have you guys heard about this lore? He's like, these bitches never shut up. <laughs> no, he's listening to two things: ASMR and a song by MGMT. Don't on, believe that. On loop. It's been confirmed by multiple people in New York City. I don't believe it for a second, dude. Okay. Let's ask him. Pe- Come on the show. People that have had Leo inside of them have said this, and they want him to take his AirPods out. When do you believe won't. women, honestly? Right. Anyways, how you was, know what? Good point. Yeah. And how was she said? <laughs> the movie she said. Uh, it, it, no, that's a that's a thing, dude. 
I don't know. I I'd have to. I'm gonna make it. A he'd clip have and, to confirm it. I'm gonna make it a clip and put it on TikTok and see what happens. Maybe he just doesn't want to fucking hear those specific people he's inside. No, he's canceling. Yeah. Well, then choose a better song than MGMT or whatever the fuck it is. I think it's MGMT. Shit, I hope I got that right. I don't even know what that is. Hey, Alexa, what song does Leonardo DiCaprio listen to all the time? From DailyHunt.in, Spinning Away is another song from the Leonardo DiCaprio star. That's probably not it. That's probably not it. Alexa, play Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence by Dream Theater and don't stop no matter what we say. <laughs> Playing Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence by Dream Theater from Spotify. Alexa, stop. Watch this bullshit. Alexa, play Papyri containing the soul <clears throat> to preserve its possessor from attacks from he who was in the water. I don't know why you believe this, though. It's such a silly thing that's so inconsequential. It's just such a made-up fucking thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just want to make a TikTok Chris, I noticed you haven't prepared me a Ramos Gin Fizz like I requested earlier. Um, it's really simple. It's just a half ounce of lime juice, half ounce of lemon juice, Shut three up. dashes of orange blossom water, an ounce of heavy cream, an ounce of simple syrup, two ounces of gin, and then you dry shake that, and then you add one crushed and one cubed ice cube, and then you shake that for 12 to 20 minutes, and then you top it with um, tonic water, and that's all, that's literally all it is. I wasn't listening last 30 seconds of what you said. Well, you missed something really good. What was this how to make a... A drink of some kind? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Leonardo DiCaprio's another round. Yeah, I'm down to see it. Yeah. It's going to be a good cover. It's a cover. Yeah. That's how I'm taking it. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Holy diver. When you want to see a cover of like, I don't know, Eyes Wide Shut? Totally, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? What if like, hey, here's fun. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like, what if like one of your favorite directors decided to like remake shot for shot Eyes wide shut. Let's say it's if it's shot for shot, why remake it? Like it's fucking Scam <laughs> Mendez. Scam Mendez, dude. Oh what yeah. If, what if James Cameron was like, you know what? Oh yeah, that's who I really want to. Hell yeah. Yeah. So instead of like a secret society, it's like a secret. They're blue, blue and just shit. Blue, yeah. Just blue people fucking in New York. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be really cool? You know what? When you put it that way, that sounds great. Right. James Cameron, make it, make it, make it happen. <clears throat> and he'll make two billion dollars. Yeah. Without yeah. trying, because why? Yeah. Do you think he's made more? Do you think Avatar: The Way of Water has made more money than a- every Stanley Kubrick movie combined? Yes, probably. Isn't that great? That's a goddamn isn't that, shame. Isn't that super miserable? Neat? Doesn't yeah. that make you cry? Uh, yeah. It just makes. Uh, it just informs how many fucking NPCs are out there. So true. Just consuming shit. Shout out to Harvey. Come on the show. I would have never thought that avatar is like the be all end all of like this is what the people want you know i nev- it's not it's i don't get it it's simply not and it's I garbage and you can't convince and people me it is. go in knowing it's like not i mean that they, they go in for the thrill ride and fucking scorsese was right dude martin scorsese was right it's a fucking amusement park ride yeah it is you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, that oh, 3D glasses? Okay, I'll take my kids to see that yeah. and spe- shut my brain off for three fucking hours. Yeah, it's a spectacle. Three hours! And shove popcorn in my goddamn face. Yeah. Just... Yeah. They just shy halud. They're like, yeah, can you just grind up the soda, the M&M's, and the popcorn into one big slop and, and give just me... Just a ball. And give me a... a like straw. Star Kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the McDonald's ball. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a And then slop. he's like, pissing me. Yeah. 
goes that part where he had to go and he's like, just do it. He's just like pissing me and it's out of his chest, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's like, Your piss fuels me. Yeah. I'm fueled by your piss. And then we he as, says ten, that. as ten year olds were like, Yeah, I want to be this. Shows the movie star piss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a piss kink. That's the, the all that has, is happening. Uh, Any, shows the star kid. Good movie. What a great podcast. Smart movie. You could go as so far to say. I, I mean, it's of the stars. It's arguable. Smart. Celestial. Yeah. It's like right in line with fucking. What if that was a score to Stark? <laughs> it's like one of the most majestic. Like that and Smart House are probably the smartest movies. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Smart House is a good movie. It is actually a smart movie. It is smart. It quite literally a smart, smart movie. movie. All, All right. So Katie Were we on your list? Where were we? Yeah. I'm done. Oh, great. Alex? One moment. Watch The Hunt. Don't watch any of that other boring bullshit. Will be done. So your list was what not to watch. Oh, right. Besides The Hunt. Right. So we... uh, One second. Never mind. All right, cool. Yep. Uh, So we got some gnarly weather. So I watched Twister. Um, This is a 90s... I just met her. Yeah, you got her. You were on cue this time. I didn't have to edit it in. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah, he's on it. He's always on it. Yeah. Literally never not on it. My bad. Yeah. So, Twister is a 90s banger. Nice. <laughs> oh! It was so on it, he was above it. It was before Damn. it. Holy shit, guys. Damn, it's all about the notes you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> you like jazz? Uh, it's, it's in the title. It's about some Twisters. <laughs> Just metters. Uh, nice. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Do you like fucking weird 90s special effects where giant tornadoes happen? Twisters. Uh, watch it. Do you like cows flying in the air? Watch Twister. Do you, do you like frame-by-frame frame destruction of a house? It's cool as shit. Done in a fucking, essentially a Windows 97 program? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially done in MS Paint in 1995. <laughs> and it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Corridor Crew. great fucking movie. It's Shout a, out to yeah, Corridor Crew. Special effects are great. Um, broke it down. Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman? Yes. You yeah. fucking kidding me, I dude? I completely forgot he was in this movie at all. Yeah. And Helen Hunt at her at her most? <laughs> at doing her, the, just at doing her, her thing. finest. At her finest. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. Uh, Twister. <laughs> it's great. Uh, cinema, not four three. Uh, ah! uh, I rewatched the visit by Movies Night Shyamalan. Let's <laughs> fucking go! Nice. Is that what the M stands for? Yeah, I saw an article online. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Movies yeah. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, nice. Um, so the visit is not as good as I remember it. Ah, yeah, you keep on pitching that every time Shyamalan comes up. I do firmly believe that. If you have ever enjoyed any of his films, you should watch The Visit. It's summer fun top down. It's it's some good stuff. There are particular moments in that movie which are like they're very well done and they give me goosebumps. Under the house? Yes. Dude. That's that's one of them. There but there are several of those moments and I I'll be spoiling them if I say them really, but uh just check it out. The Visit by Movies Night Shyamalan is good fun. Ah! Another one that's cinema, but not four three. Ah! Where can you watch this? Um, I watched it on Prime. But Did you rent it? Yeah. What about Twister? Where can you watch that? Prime. Fuck! I hit the button. I saw him hit it. All he right. did hit it. All right. Um, Prime. You rented it also? Yes. Uh, next up, Physical One Hundred on Netflix. They take one hundred of the strongest Koreans and they pit them against each other. Oh, so it's. What do they uh, have to be Korean? Yeah, that's where it takes place. Oh, okay. They are Korean. That's so okay. it's so it's um Squid Game. 
uh, kind of, yeah. It's a bunch of them, com- like, while they're setting up the courses and stuff, they, a bunch of them are like, I feel like I'm in Squid Game. Netflix is like, say that again into the yeah, microphone. Say it again, say it again, say it again. And it is on time. Netflix, so I'm sure that they were like, if you feel like you're in Squid Game, go ahead and say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does this remind you of anything, guys, as you're doing this Eating obstacle a full course? Squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tentacles first. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tentacles first. <laughs> that's how you eat a squid. <laughs> Just fucking invert them. <laughs> you got to eat the beak. It's like the fucking scene in The Boys when he eats the squid. Oh, my oh, God. Awful. So good. It's hot. It's like it's cool. Friend. It's, I mean, awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't sexy. make didn't make me come like was, hard. Um, all right. Well, what? it didn't. I just wanted Enough to make with that the point. Dirty talk. Guys. I, I just wanted to make the point. Be better. This is a podcast. Better. Hardly know her. As you can. All right. You can, that works. Allow it. All right. All right. Um, and that is it. Great. All right. Moving um, on. Moving right along. Um, Physical 100 is good. Wait, I, I have the, I'm looking at the wrong list. One second. That's last week's list. I'm not going to say the same thing again. I got some rewatches for you guys. All right. Primer. Oh, yeah. Dude, this movie holds up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's really? unreal. And Shane Carruth has stayed good yeah. since Primer. Can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy, great director. Completely Who's that? Su- Shane Carruth is the writer-director of Primer. He went on to nope, do such... what did he do? <sighs> well, uh... He primed her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a domestic violence joke. Yeah, it's, oh. it's really funny. Oh, shit, did he do that? Yeah. I had no idea what he did. Uh, har- <laughs> oh, harassments. Uh, She's like, I don't get Primer. He's like, what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Primer, it's, uh, it's, I watched that and then immediately followed it up with a visual guide on YouTube that was, that broke it down. Yeah. Like, with nice. like that graph. Yeah. Of, yeah. It's like, you can kind of wrap your head around it. I mean, I remember the first time being like, I think I get it. Cause these, but then when you watch the like visual representation of like the different machines and the time and how the operation works, it's so fucking cool because they, it's really like a, I mean, his degree was in mathematics. So yeah. he went into writing the script like a physicist and a mathematician. So it's so scientific. It's like, it's not necessarily plausible, but it, it makes it seem like the most plausible time travel movie that's out. Yeah. Question. When you look up videos on Primer to watch, yeah, how important is that fucking thumbnail? Dude. You know what I'm saying? The diagram? So... I think bonus features are just a way of this. It's just a thing of the past. Kind of. Everybody's watching on streaming and everything. So one of my first things when I go to watch, if I don't own the fucking thing, uh, I'll go to YouTube and look up special features there. Featurettes. Supplements. The fucking thumbnail is so goddamn important. Yeah. And if you watch Primer, you'll know exactly because you'll want to do this video after. It's like a 20, 30 minute video. It's really good. You'll want to do it right after, especially because Primer's only 70-some minutes. It's actually like not even 90, which is a great watch. Yeah. But watch, check that out. And then after that, watch The uh, Decline of Shane Carruth. Check that YouTube video out, Yeesh. and you can figure out what the fuck happened to him. It's wild. He Now, that can have a thumbnail of a guy going like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mr. Beast. Yeah, it was. it's wild what happened to him. He, he had so much potential in like screenplays and stuff. And I'm here to tell you about the downfall of Shane Carruth. Yeah. What we're doing today is we're curing blindness. <laughs> Fucking philanthropy content. Smile. Smile. I give you money. Smile. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Fucking dude. I don't know. I can't say it's my Five bucks a month. 
Five. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, five mucks a month, please. I need it. I need to buy more white claws. Yeah, <laughs> he blew all of our Discord money on white claws. Yeah. What the fuck, man. This is like anyways, $1. not even the cheapest alcohol. He just. Anyways, check out Shane Carruth. It's a it's an interesting rabbit hole to go down. It's really sad. He he had like so much potential with like these crazy screenplays and things he was developing, and he was even like a consultant on a lot of movies and editorial. And he wrote he com- wrote, composed, directed, shot, and edited Primer. Then he did Upstream cl- Color, and then things went to shit. And then um, he kind of blew up all over Twitter and like domestic abuse allegations leaked it leaked a on Twitter. He posted a picture, and in the background you can see a uh, a restraining order. I thought you could say a punching bag. No, <laughs> no, this restraining order. And somebody's like, "Hey, what's up with that restraining order in this picture?" And he's, he's like, like <laughs> "What are you talking about?" And then basically committed career suicide. <clears throat> like, just th- Twitter just committed career, career suicide. Jesus. And he's not. He's he's now obviously not going to be. No one's going to work with him. I actually know somebody, um, who I work with who worked with him on Looper. So oh. Shane Ruth was a. A uh, a consultant on Looper for the time travel stuff. More like Pooper. Nice, dude. Thanks. Just met her. I fucking did it. I saw it, dude. We saw. Anyways, um, so on Looper, uh, when he was working with Shane Carruth, there was like a times when they were like writing stuff together, and then like they would write some little effect. He's very linear in his thinking, so when he was working on special effects with this person I know, he they would be like, all right, let's write this and then like, we can do this. And then he'd be like, all right, no, stop. We need to figure out how we're going to do that effect. And he's like, no, no, let's just keep writing. We'll do the outline. He can't and we'll move come on back. until there's a solid. He's like, no, no, no. We need to start testing this effect and how we can practice. And he starts doing research on the physics of this and this. And this. <laughs> exactly. God. And then it's like, no. And then he can't move on unless he can figure out how to do this one thing. And then it's, he's very linear in that sense. And then so he, an asshole. Then he just lost his mind. So whatever. Mm. Anyways, that's Primer. It's a, still a great movie, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean Roman Polanski. We talk about him all the time. You Bad guy can't do no wrong. You, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs, right, right. guys? Yeah. And by eggs, we mean Women's miners in hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to There It's Many Movies. Um, this is a very cancelable episode already. I, I come for it. <laughs> at this point who cares come for it honestly i don't care anymore yeah same it, 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 the, the, you know what the worst thing it could do for us is get us more listeners yeah that's the worst thing it could do for us we made a few jokes what are you gonna do lose my job <laughs> i wouldn't want to do that dude. Oh, i would not want to review oppenheimer when that comes out oh yeah uh, please edit that out I, no, I won't. A couple, <laughs> a couple of rewatches. I rewatched I Am Legend. It's fine. Um, or like I'll, I Am Leg. I Am Leg. Yeah, that guy does a lot of running in that movie. <laughs> I'm saying five bucks a month on the. <laughs> <laughs> five bucks a month, dude. Five, five bucks a month, baby. That's even hard. I Am to Legend. Say. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. Fine. You know, didn't hold up. Well, I rewatched it because they announced a sequel and they're what? going with an alternate ending. Yeah, is it the original ending? Where we the- are legend. Yeah, I'm sorry, Michael B. Jordan. Right? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Go hard. Or am I just a racist? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. I thought that was in the headline. Oh, I don't know. Yeesh, Chris. I, I'm going to Google it. Is it called We Are a Legend? I was totally kidding. I don't know. I know the original ending of the book was like the vampires are like walk up to him and they're like, you know, we can actually work together, which is like 
I would I prefer the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is in it. Oh, okay. Just so you know. And it's called I Am Legend 2, not We Are Legend. Fuck. But We Are Legend would have been a good... That's a really yeah. good title. If it's more than one person... We. Because the plural of I is we. Right. Or us. You, knew, you uh, nailed it. Us as legends. All right, moving on. We got it. I Am Legend, I rewatched it because of that announcement. And, th- and even though Will Smith... <clears throat> spoiler. Ah, fuck it. Should I even say it? Yeah, it's like 20 years old. The well, dog dies. Yeah, the dog dies. That's the worst. Scene that's in the movie. that's all the one takeaway that most people remember from that great movie. movie. Yeah, that that scene makes it a great movie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, uh, so just like your favorite scene from True Romance, right? Yes. Why is that coming up? Well, it's your, you're it's always your, talking about it. You're it's like, all your favorite scene. It's my like, favorite scene. It makes it a great movie, right? Uh, you would think this would come up when we talk about Tarantino and his writing. But you're no, like, we're talking about we're going to talk about the scene again. Yeah, well, you're, right. you're gonna make the point for this scene again. Well, I'm we just, just saying we that. just talked about Shane Carruth, and you're like the Shane Carruth of that word. You know what I mean? Like you're always like this movie. Would, this would be so much better if no, they said this no, so much. I want. I really. I let's let's do it. Make your point for that scene in that movie. Make your make your case for the that that racist monologue that has no place in true romance whatsoever. It does though. Why? Because he's trying to agitate Christopher Walken, and that's the that. only way to do that. Is the N word. In a racist model. He's talking about Sicilians. It's a it's a factoid that he brings up. Yeah. I'm not saying the character is a good guy. He's yeah, trying but, to agitate Christopher Walken but Terrence, to get him off the trail of his son. Yeah, but Tarantino wrote the character. Right. I yeah. don't like the excuse but that also the, the, Tarant, the character is saying There are lots of people it. that write about Hitler in movies, and that doesn't make them a bad person. Yeah, but that's a real person. It's not like it's so black people okay. don't exist. What the fuck so, are you talking about? So no, so, sorry. No, so here's no stop right there because you said he's trying to agitate him, right? That's first of all, that's one. That's not the only way to do that. <clears throat> Two, it's a pointless fucking scene because at the end of it, it can be completely edited out of the movie. First of all, second of all, he kills Dennis Hopper because he's agitated, and then he finds the location of where they were going on the fucking fridge. So it doesn't matter at all. He could have killed him without saying a single thing and found that info. But then the, the movie the doesn't point, have that scene. And you love that scene. It's an integral scene in the movie. Yeah, it matters. It's I'm inte- not saying it matters to the plot, but that's what makes that movie a Tarantino film. I mean, like... That, the race, You know, you're right about that. That's what makes it a Tarantino film, a racist N-word monologue for no reason. And what movie are we doing today? <laughs> Kill Bill. <laughs> Volume 1 and 2 are the only Tarantino movies that don't have the N-word, by the way. I don't know about that. That's true. It was That, that is true for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah, but he Four didn't, Rooms he, has... I don't know. Positive. Oh, okay. Well, but, then you don't fucking know. It yeah. was on the internet when I looked up facts and trivia on Kill Bill. You know what's crazy, though, is he actually didn't write that at all into the Django Unchained script, but Leo just <laughs> went batshit with the improv. Yeah. Anyways, it bugs me because you have such a hatred for that scene. It's just an unnecessary cheat code to be edgy and like, like, like it's the no, no word. I just it's like, oh, he said the no, no word. That's so it's I just wish the movie was written in 1993 or something. It's it's literally just a stain on that movie. I love that movie, except for that one scene. It's such an out of nowhere racist monologue coming from Dennis Hopper for no reason. I don't get it. That that character is so minimal throughout the whole movie. Anyway, you see him like twice, uh-huh. and then he has this racist monologue to Christopher Walken to agitate him into getting him killed, and then it doesn't matter because he finds the info on the fucking fridge anyway. So it's like, why did he have to include a scene about that? It's just like, I don't know. It just bugs me. It seems cheap. It seems like a cheat code. It seems like a shortcut to be like, oh, look at this no no bad script. I make cool guy shit, edgy scripts. 
And that's kind of what Tarantino is sometimes. It can go a little like a little corny and cringy because it's the edgelord shit. You have Shout a- out to White Claw. This episode brought to you by White Claw, Natural Life. I just don't really see it. I mean, so do you not like Pulp Fiction because of that scene? That I, I don't like that scene in Pulp Fiction. I like Pulp Fiction the movie. I'm wearing a Pulp Fiction shirt. I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorites from Tarantino. I don't like the fact that Tarantino's in his own movie saying the n-word for it's it but it's that one doesn't bother you as much as true romance it not as much dennis hop the one in true romance is way more out of left field i can see it in this random character in pulp fiction for some more reason for some reason i mean it, he cleans he cleans up dead bodies and cars and shit it's yeah like, that yeah. one that one seemed a little <clears throat> uh more motivated is that what you're trying to say i don't know yeah motivated might be the word it it's I don't like that it's in that movie. Also, I just it seems less out of place than True Romance because the True Romance was I loved it so much. Like the yeah, like the I don't know that I love that ride or die type relationship shit they have in there. Yeah. And then it was just like this fucking weird like. Uh, Does Gary like, Oldman's character say the n word in True Romance? Uh, you think he, he probably does you know you'd think if he did i would forgive it probably more i would be like i'd be like because ah, like there's motivation behind it yeah like it's i mean it's he like, you can tell his character like j- identifies as that you know I, yeah. i'm just i'm but at the end of the day he writes all the characters so it's not like that character is the one funneling through the universe through tarantino to say it you can't say it's like oh it's just the character saying it it's like he's writing it all but he's writing a movie. He's not a samurai. You know what I mean? Like he's not. I know. I'm not saying it should never be in any movies ever. I just think it's it's in every single one of his movies, except for Kill Bills. And sometimes it's completely unmotivated. It's like, is it motivated in Django? Of course. Pulp Fiction, arguable. True Romance. What the fuck is that scene there for? That's all I'm saying. Can we lay it to rest? It comes up every episode <laughs> because it bothers me. But I mean. You're you're entitled to your opinion. I get it. I want to bring it up the next episode because <laughs> okay. you got to today. You like you in defense it. of the N word. <laughs> next episode, you guys you... haven't read Roll of Thunder. Hear my cry, and it's obvious. <laughs> I, I like to quote Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good idea. <laughs> this is my friend. This You'll never guess his name. Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> Anyways, five I, mucks a month, baby. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what else? What are we talking about? I don't remember. I don't know. Shane Carruth. Cool. I fucking watched Argo. Uh, it's good. It's Tense. good. I watched it on a plane, which was Ooh. so stressful. Which man. is stressful. Yeah. So on a, a I had a panic that, attack in the beginning of that movie. Goddamn. The beginning? Yeah. When all the, 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 I guess that riot like goes into that. Oh, yeah. And they're you know like I mean? barricading. I yeah. actually had a panic attack in the theater while I was watching that. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like not good before that, and then the movie started, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, damn, I'm the sorry. absolute worst. But I didn't, know, I didn't know that I was having a panic attack. I like didn't know what that was at the time. Yeah, and I was like, "I don't feel great." Like, this movie's intense as shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I don't fucking feel good at all." But that's a great movie. Yeah, and talk about tense. The fucking ending of that movie. It's great. Jesus, the runway, like all yeah. the steps, and yeah, that's a that's a a movie when I'm already got travel anxiety and like around airports and airplanes, and then I'm watching that movie on a plane. Yeah. Kind of doubled down. You're like, I'm gonna watch Flight. <laughs> you know that really hard dude, the fucking evil guy that's like trying to find him. Like he's uh I guess he's like a not a bureaucrat, but he's a fucking I don't know what he is. 
He's in he's in that country. Like in, in the embassy guy? Yeah, one of the embassy guys. Yeah. That guy was like a background actor that Ben Affleck saw and was like, oh, he needs to be... Because he already had an actor that was doing it and he was going way overboard and like, oh, well, you need to come with us. And like he was like really big and huge and he's like, this guy's just it's not, not get, working. This guy's just not getting it. And then he saw that guy do like one scene and was like, that's the fucking guy. Like he can under deliver it, undersell it, and like still be menacing and all of that. Nice. Nice. So that guy was recasted. I wish I fucking it's just a random YouTube story I remember, yeah. but he pulls that's, in that's uncut gems. Cool, yeah. I love that shit though. Uh but yeah, Ar- Argo's <clears throat> really good. Uh didn't it win something? One yeah, best, best picture. picture. Best picture? Best yeah. picture. Surprising. Argo right? fuck yourself. Wow. Oh, dude, John Goodman and John that other Goodman. guy. Oh, it's so good. The phone, the production office. Based on a true story, which is the craziest part. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Alan Arkin, dude, just always. Of course, Hollywood would throw a best picture at a movie where it's like, yeah, Hollywood saved the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We <laughs> really did it again, guys. We made a fake movie and got some people out of Israel. Or, or, but for Affleck to. Iran, sorry. For Affleck to come <laughs> back and win best picture after like getting ostracized from Hollywood after doing Geely. That's fucking king shit, man. Uh, good for him. I, I forgot about so that. So he did Geely, and then... Arguably a great film. <laughs> arguably a really fucking piece snubbed, of shit. Snubbed for best picture, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, did get snubbed, I agree. Yeah. He was ostracized from Hollywood. No one's hiring him. No one's letting him do anything. They're like, this guy fucking sucks. He made a movie with his girlfriend. It's and really on J-Lo, that one. <laughs> he's like, yeah. this shit is bullshit. Couldn't get a job. Uh, and then makes a movie with his brother which does really well, mm-hmm. uh, critically. Casey Affleck. Yeah, uh, but which, Gone Baby Gone. Yep, that one got some... And then his next plane. project right after that, directing again, Argo. King shit. King shit. Yeah. And then he, then he becomes the Batman dude. True. Uh, uh, arguably the best on-screen looking Batman. Yeah. Bag. The most Frank Miller Batman. Batman, more like Bagman, because oh, he got shit. the fucking bag. Oh, man. <laughs> Five mucks a month, baby. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Give us our I'm bags. stealing your watch list. Sorry, man. Keep it's going. It's all good. It's the show. You know, we're talking. It's 8 We're just talking. We're just vibing. We're just innocent, man. We're just innocent. <laughs> we're, just <laughs> we're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I rewatched Phantom Thread, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking go, BB. Shout out to... You know who? Clothing. I watched it. With, I watched it with her uh, in New York City. Shout out to her. Uh, Phantom Thread, top five all time, dude. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. I dude, mean, that soundtrack. Soundtrack is god. Cinematography, dude. The mounted car shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. PCA man, just fucking. The, oh yeah. That, by the it. way, that's a direct shout out to A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. That mm. the, the, the the trees, the, trees the front and- shot, everything. I, I pulled when I saw that I was like like on my rewatch I was like and then I pulled up literally on my phone I was like look at this and I showed her I was like yeah and she's like shut the fuck yeah, up yeah, yeah. I was like sorry I was just talking on a podcast and anyways um yeah movie's perfect it's phenomenal kiss me before I'm sick again oh my kiss god kiss me baby before I'm sick the music swells yeah fuck dude that soundtrack sounds like classical music that has existed for hundreds of years yeah it's so when he sees his good. mom in his in his room when he's sick dude dude that weeps. was scary yeah. it's haunting it was genuinely scary and like the way she's standing the dress it's beautiful it's beautifully haunting yeah Fuck, man. I love that movie so much. Dude, we saw that together. Remember that? We went to we a did. screening. We did. 
Woo! And we made out afterwards. Dude, fuck yeah. Special. I phantomed his thread, dude. dude. <laughs> I was like, kiss me, brother, before I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Phantom Thread's great. Fucking Cinema 4.3 PTA, obviously. Um, our, I watched Vicky Cribes, dude. Fuck, she's amazing. She's in that movie. so fucking She's good. The, main, the main girl? Yeah. Dude, you know For what the I hungry look? boy. You yeah. Know, you know what I... Yeah. I make my wife say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's And then she poisons you. Yes. It's <laughs> so sweet though. They're it's so good. But you know what I love about PTA? He he casts very regular, conventionally beautiful women. Yes. Not like model fucking You're not gonna see Lily Collins in a fucking PTA yeah, joint. Yeah, it's he casts very by the way, also one thing I I picked up on, and I don't know if this is real, but remember when um they're doing measurements of that girl? And um, she's like, oh, it's okay. He likes him with a little belly. And um, I was like... It made PTA me th- is like, I do. <laughs> it made me think of Inherent Vice when he, like, there's a whole... No, sorry. The Master. Uh, when uh, she, oh. she's... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is hooking up with that girl in the in the dark room. And he's, and like, he's like, fucking like, grabbing her tummy. He's like belly stomach. fetishing her. <laughs> yeah. Like she had something with her tummy or yeah. something. And he's like, like... And I was like, oh. He's into that shit. Quentin and Feet. PTA and stomachs. And Let's go, dude. Let's Shout, fucking go. Most of the thickies out there, dude. Tummy, dude. Tummy is, girls. Tummy is an underrated cute thing, dude. 100%. Underrated. Get a little tum tum. Love it. Right under Femboy Cock, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I watched Tomb Raider for the first time, the new one. Oh, Alicia, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. I've been replaying the games and it made me buy that movie. It was like seven bucks, 4K. So I was like, whatever. So I picked it up. I watched it. Guys, guess what? what? It fucking sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Oh, no. No way. The remake of Tomb Raider, which no one has talked about, fucking sucks. Yeah. Alicia Vikander, though? She carries it. She actually gives a good performance, but I it's, bet. Yeah, she's it's great. such a dog shit movie. She's it, a great it, actress. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Great actress. Yeah. And she actually did a good job as her interpretation of Lara Croft. Yeah. But it's the dog shit movie, and that's not her fault. Yeah. Ugh, it's straight up bad. It's just so bad. And it's about you, dude. An hour, t- it's two hours. <laughs> an hour, 20 minutes in is the first time they enter a tomb at all. Oh, my I was God. Like, I was like, right. Time to raid. Yeah, most of it's like biking and like just parkour. And Who gives her... a fuck? Does she fight a dinosaur at all? No. Or a tiger in a cave? No. Why? That's yeah. Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Dude. No, she fights a dinosaur in Tomb Raider. Oh, shit. That happens. Does, yeah, in like the later games shit and then she fights did she even have triangle tits dude yeah no that's the most important part (sighs) fuck fucking poly polygonal titties polygonal she just cringed into a prism dude (laughs) 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 she seen bean face yeah (laughs) yeah seen bean n64 face yeah Yeah, fucking her titties did not look like n64 hagrid from harry potter oh my god or ps1 hagrid yeah sorry anyways tomb raider sucks ass and that's obvious Okay, two more. Uh, About Time. It's uh, the director of Love Actually. Is that the Justin Timberlake one? No. No, that's the uh, Domhnall Gleeson and Rachel McAdams joint. I tried to do that for Valentine's Day one one year. You tried to watch it? No, for us. Then we did uh, Valentine's Day instead. Oh, gotcha. A superior movie. Yeah. About Time was great. It's sweet. It's got time travel. It's very funny, lighthearted. It's very much like Love Actually. It's wholesome, kind of a rom-com. 
Nice. Um, it's great. I actually liked it a lot. Really good. It's very wholesome. And I heard a lot of great things. That launched uh, Domhnall's career. I think. Did it really? Yeah. I didn't buy him as the main protagonist. As like, like the love interest? Yeah, but then they have a chemistry, and the whole movie is very sweet. That's what it is, man. Chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry is really tops that, even if the guy doesn't look quite yeah, yeah. right. He was unconventional, um, but man, is it's great. I highly recommend it, honestly. Um, even as like, you know, rom-coms are kind of shit most of the time. This one and Love Actually are really good. So this writer-director, he has like this tongue-in-cheek way of approaching rom-coms that I really, really like. But this one has okay. a sci-fi time travel element to it. It's very sweet. Okay. It's like a very much diet everything everywhere all at once. Oh, wow. uh, all right. Very diet, diet, everything right. everywhere. And so made with Stevia, yeah. exactly. So I highly recommend that. Last thing I watched, Antiviral, the Brandon Ooh. Cronenberg joint, Ooh. his first joint with uh, yes. our boy from Get Out. Yeah. Um. So about wait, Get Out. Oh yeah, he's a he's the brother in Get Out. Yeah. Oh shit, forgot about that. Um, I realized I have seen this before. About halfway through it, I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I've seen it. Really? Yeah. But when did you watch it? I don't fucking know. Wow. But it's but, somewhere in yeah, your memory. It was in my fucking zeitgeist. Things were making sense. Yeah. I didn't remember like what happened, but everything was like deja vu. I was like, oh, I remember this. Dude, the main actor is so good in it. And it's such a vibe. Like the cinematography is phenomenal. It's Brandon Cronenberg, <clears throat> the guy that did Possessor. <laughs> I just met her. And um Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool. So So three for three from Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleeson, Jesus Christ. Brandon Cronenberg. Correct. For me, yeah, I love it. I loved it. It was great. I mean, it's his uh, first like big feature, but dude, it fucks. You can tell it's a little bit lower budget, but it's still like... Just a vibe. So fucking nice. good. Yeah, I, I do want to see it just because Brandon Cronenberg. Where did you yeah. watch that one? Tubi. Tubi. Is that related to Mubi? I don't know. What's Mubi? It's another streaming service. Oh, of course it is. Is it, is it related to Freebie? Is that another one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know it's just Tubi. Hmm. Dude, Tubi's got bangers. Is it related to Luby? Cafeteria one. style restaurant with fried fish <laughs> and a Grand Slam? Nope. Nope. It's just Tubi. That's Denny's. Yeah, it is. Tubi's underrated, honestly. It's really? Free. It's free. It's got a great selection. You have to watch ads, but whatever. Ah, Check your no. phone. Check your Goodbye. phone. It's great. It's actually kind of nice. Hmm. A little 30 second break. Hey, phone check. And we're back. Nice. Kind of nice. No, because you check Tubi stands. Hit the comments. Check your phone one time, and you're stuck in like a two-hour loot la rabbit hole. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, there's a fucking retro football game. Yeah, bah, bah, bah. there's a retro football game that I downloaded on my phone, dude. It's a god. Is it NFL damn Blitz? Time suck. No, it's Retro Bowl is what it's called. Nice. It's like off-brand NFL. That sounds. Great. But it's like eight bit. But it gets you a little fix of dopamine, dude. Yeah. I've played full seasons in a day, dude. <laughs> like fucking twenty games, doing fucking speed runs and shit. All right, that's all I got. Just those ten things. Show us that. Nice. It's a long episode. We got so is it time here. for uh, Kill Bill Volume One? Let's get into Kill Bill Volume One. Let's get it. Get into it. Yeah. So this was a quintessential. Quint- oh, you get it. Quintessentials. <laughs> Oh, pretty good. So yeah, this is like a movie I watched in high school that like shaped my tastes and made me go into film school. Essentially, what about you guys? Hard to argue that. No, I totally agree. This is a movie that made me fall in love with movies. Yep. You know what I mean? Like this was like one of those like 
oh shit, this can actually be the best thing ever. Right. Movies are the best thing ever. Is yeah. is kind of how I feel uh, after watching this. Ironically, like time. I I found a Clockwork Orange. I was like, I don't know. I went down this rabbit hole of like edgy movies, right? I was like Clockwork Orange. So I watched that. I was like, whoa, that was weird. And then <laughs> I was like, I was like, and then Pulp Fiction came up in that zeitgeist, and I was like, Dad can I rent Pulp Fiction or can we get Pulp Fiction? He's like, oh, that's inappropriate. I was like, I just watched a clockwork. Orange. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have watched that. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't so feel. So now I can watch. I was Bill like, Bill. I'll be honest. I don't feel good, but I want to <laughs> watch Pulp Fiction. I remember like I watched a clockwork orange at the end of it when he's like, I was cured. All right. I just like walked outside. My dad was doing yard work. I was like, hey, <laughs> he's like, hey, I was like, what you doing? He's like, yard. I was like, just I just totally watched the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, it was kind of, kind of weird. Kind of fucked me up. Yeah. I was like 13 or 14 or something. I don't remember. Uh, I, was, I don't know if I lived here yet or if I was visiting Texas, but yeah. go chug a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I was cured. All right. And then I'm just drinking glass of milk. Why are you looking at me with the Kubrick stare right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, this, that, so then I found Pulp Fiction and then I think shortly after, um, Kill Bill either had just come out or it was coming out. This came out right whenever I was getting into movies, just in general. Like, other yeah. than Batman movies. 2003, you know I mean? so we were like 12 or 13. Yeah. And you were fucking four. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was still an infant, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was watching Goodfellas and this. Because it was like anything my brothers were watching. I was like, fucking hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, your brother is actually the one that showed this to me, and we all watched it together. Yeah, exactly. Because like, he was obsessed with samurais at the time, like samurai swords and uh just yeah the the culture he was obsessed with it your so. brother uh is a weeb you, you could say I, I wouldn't call him that uh he owns the, how does he own at least one samurai sword he wants he owns one hattori hanzo sword yeah, hmm, i would argue that makes you a weeb <laughs> to own a katana yeah maybe you know i had a friend in uh, uh back in michigan who got a katana and um like it's legit like it was legitimate like very fucking sharp they held a towel. Oh. And they took the katana and just like went like this and it cut the towel in half. Yeah. He's like, imagine this is your cock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't even have to swipe. They literally just moved it across the towel and it cut the towel in half. And they're like, yeah, this is going back. Oh, wow. The parents like, sent I can't it back. Have this. Yeah. yeah. The parents sent it back right away. Wow. They gave it to him and they were like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. You're going to disembowel yourself. Yeah. Ritual disembowelment. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's my favorite cannibal corpse song. Frantic disembowelment. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, when uh, they committed seppuku, uh, they would do the thing. They would drive it into their stomach. But then there would also be a samurai standing right next to them that would behead them right after they did that so that they didn't have to suffer. For a long time, I thought they just went. Yeah. But no. One right behind them cut their fucking head off. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And they were supposed to cut it so that there's still a tiny bit of skin right here. Cutest go men, dude, is what that's called. Uh, Skin right here? Yeah, so that their head would just sloop down. And then oh, not so, actually so fall like cut off. like ninety five percent yeah and let it go yeah okay All only right. cut forty five percent you're like oh fuck fucking yeah. stop <laughs> ow 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 asshole yeah but uh yeah hard to argue that this is like one of my favorite films of all time growing up yeah I haven't rewatched it in a long time because I was scared that it didn't age well it ages pretty good pretty fucking good i will say some of the dialogue is like kind of corny anytime uma thurman speaks japanese i'm like Bish. nah I, it doesn't t- bother me at all not me but yeah not that part but for me it was like the 
oh, well, therein lies the point uh, type of shit. Silly they... rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Like that, that wasn't that, even that corny. I thought that's the corniest part of the whole movie. No, to me, the corny shit is when they are like, so, like dancing around the word where it's like, they. it sounds like pseudo-intellectual shit when they say stuff like, um, I, I don't even, I wish I'd written down an example, but that was, that was one of the things when he was like, well, I'm I'm referencing volume two because I also watched it, but there's a monologue Bill has, <clears throat> and then and then she's like, aha, and there and lies the point, and it's something about like the way like it's I just, think it's they stylized talk, that way though. It's, like, stylized, it's also yeah. it's a love letter to those old kung fu movies and shit where and spaghetti westerns yeah, and revenge matics where like the dialogue is just fucking what. Yeah. But that's his strongest thing. That's the best thing that Quentin does. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it when it's when it's done well, it's good. But sometimes it seems too Quentin, if that makes any sense. But like, give, I know, give I, me. You I, know what I mean? I know. I eat that shit up. Yeah, I know it's it. like it's you got to give him credit if I'm saying something is too Quentin. That's that in itself is a compliment because he's has something that is his own style. But I, I also think a, a big thing about it is line delivery and just like the performances with actors, like it. That must be really hard to like take somebody else's voice. It's literally his voice. All you can hear is him. Yeah. But when other ta- actors are able to like make it their own and make it sound like it's coming from their character, mm-hmm. Lucy Liu does that the best in this movie. Hundred percent. She's so good. Fucking phenomenal in this. Her monologue on top of the table with the crazy eighty-eight. The price you pay for bringing up either my Chinese or American heritage is as uh. What is as a negative is I collect your fucking head. Yeah, the way she fucking delivers that line, goosebumps every time. And then the cut to the translator, and she's <sighs> yeah. saying it with pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that like the the way she her translator is like saying it like yes, go off. Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then Literally I collect slay. your fucking head. She's just fuck, man. Goosebumps every time. What happened to Lucy Liu? So I meant, what are you talking about? I, I meant to Google it. Like, where is she? Why isn't she acting anymore? She's- she quit, right? She was in a few things. She after went that. full Cameron Diaz, right? What do you mean by that? Cameron Diaz also quit acting. No, she's in Bad Teacher, which is a masterpiece. I'm... Yeah, I mean, I, I think she. <laughs> I don't want to say she fell off. Maybe she just decided not to do it anymore. Even Uma Thurman doesn't really do much after no. this. No, I know. I know she didn't fall off. It's she quit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? Wasn't she in like Grey's Anatomy or something like that? Let's check her IMDb. Don't say that, dude. Wasn't she? That's Sandra O. Oh. Well, I've never seen the show. I don't even know. Fucking self-report racist. I've heard she was in the show. I'm sorry. I heard something. Let's see. Actress. I thought you were making a joke. I genuinely. I was was like, dude, don't say that. She's still been in shit, I guess. I guess she's just like. She just hasn't been like a huge star, which is a goddamn shame because she's amazing. I'm tripping because I swear I read something about her literally quitting acting, but I. I know Cameron Diaz definitely quit acting, and then Uma Thurman took a break to be a mom. So, yeah, shouts to her. Yeah, dude. And she e- even said Ethan Hawke fumbled the bag, dude. Big time, uh, dude. She was talking about how during Pulp Fiction she wanted to quit acting, but like after she finished Pulp Fiction, she's like, "Yeah, I think I'm done after this. Um, maybe make a, make some more money and and finish up after this, but." Um, unless Quentin, you want to make more movies, I will come back for you. Like she was just yeah, but I bet she didn't know. I don't think any of them knew Pulp Fiction was going to blow up like it did, though either. But she just enjoyed working with Quentin. They were writing the bride character between takes on uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, which that's, is amazing. That, that's who Ty West thinks he is when he's writing <laughs> uh, X and Pearl. Right. 
His Mia Goth is yeah. 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 But uh but yeah, at the so yeah, they made Kill Bill together. Like the, I mean they wrote that thing they, they wrote the, the intro. outline. So yeah. the, the intro is is the, the bride character developed by Quentin and uh Uma Thurman mm-hmm. where it's a bride, bloodied, beaten she's pregnant boom mm-hmm. credits you know what i mean like that was mm-hmm. that was the story that was developed with quentin and uma and then it's crazy dude if, if you watch any of the bonus features behind this he's talking about writing a war epic after uh pulp fiction for 10 years inglorious bastards inglorious bastards let's go dude and then he's like yeah he, he put it down because he didn't know how to finish inglorious bastards so th- then he decided to go back through his old stuff it was after jackie brown excuse me um, he decided to go back to his old shit and he found the bride. He found the story that he was developing with Uma and then he, he got excited to do like, like we said before, owed to all of his favorite films, like the, the samurai films, the spaghetti Western, the fucking revenge matics all of that. Um, and that's where Kill Bill sort of emerged. But like the fact that he was working on Inglorious Bastards 10 years before it comes out. And dude, it shows. Cool. Yeah, it, like it does. It does show. So fucking Shit good. marinates for years. You can dude. tell. Dude. Yeah. And I mean, he, the, his first draft of this m- movie uh, was it was volumes one and two into one, right? Into one big the script. whole was like bloody three, affair. Yeah, it was three hundred forty some pages before he decided to split it into two movies. But he knew that he wasn't going to be able to direct yeah. a three hundred plus page script. Like yeah. he he essentially just wrote until he stopped having ideas. And then he's truncated from what he said is like he wrote a novel and had to adapt his own novel to make the film. That's cool. Yeah. That's how he writes. He just fucking stream of consciousness just writes a book essentially. That's sick. Um, uh, do you guys like that? The callback, uh, like when Uma went to the first house, I guess not the first on the list, but Vivica Fox, uh, Vernita green. She mentions the square, the callback to Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Yep. Like, like, Oh, if if we I want to be even, I gotta kill you, your family, your blah blah. That'd make us about square. So good reference to the square and did you know? <laughs> when it goes into the anime part, when it introduces Orenishi, I I remember watching. I remember the first you, time I watched that. You would watch anime if it was like this. If it was like that yeah. all the time, where every single frame is hand drawn and there's immense care and millions of dollars put into like a minute. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. fucking love that with Dude. the music, with the you the know sound what, design. what? That's exactly what I was gonna fucking yeah. say. The sound design is literally perfect, and that is what I hate about anime is that the sound design is not that. That is perfect. I will give you that. The crunchiness uh, of the sound design in that. Anime I still sequence. think you should watch in full Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo because that is the studio that did. Cowboy this. Bob Fox. Yeah. Also, um, they also did Neon Genesis. No, did they? Yeah. Oh, all right. Studio IG, I think they're called. Oh, wow. All I knew is that Hideyako Ono was the director. I didn't know that the studio. The was same there. studio. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The studio did it. That's fucking hard. Uh, uh, but the fir- I remember watching that for the first time because I didn't know what was coming the first time I watched it. I was watching it with you and Roger, and I didn't even know you could do that in a movie. Fuck no, And I dude. was just like, what? For like the 20, 30 minutes, however long it is. And thus a weeb was born. Yeah. Arguably one of the, arguably the best scene in the whole fucking movie is that it's anime sequence. It's very fucking good. The it's way hard. it's told is just fucking beautiful, dude. The way that you stab someone and their blood fucking explodes into a geyser. Like, dude, the speed ramping in that too was yeah. so good. Like, <laughs> And and like just the emotions, the build up, and when he finally comes down with the ah ah ah, 
the mattress. Yeah. Oh, the, dude, blood, my, the bloody mattress the raining wim- blood on her. The whimper that comes out and then she eats it. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. Fuck, man. But uh, I, even when she becomes a the guy with the hair that's like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, creepy that, guy. That, the grimiest motherfucker with the yeah. gun and the, yeah. uh, the he most kicks stylish the stylish motherfucker yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. And he's then, a piece of shit, but he's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, just cool guy shit only. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard rock moment. Right <laughs> oh, there. it is. Dude. <laughs> but then, but then there's the scene where uh, she gets to kill the guy, uh, and and luckily for her, she was a he was a pedophile. Yeah. And then, but my favorite part is like the blood on her. Yeah. And painting the back oh, yeah. with her outline, yeah. her silhouette, and then like the parade of soldiers coming to the rescue and just pans across the wall, like, and then to reveal her on top, just like, what are you gonna fucking yeah. do? Yeah, no, she's in like ecstasy from what she just did, and she's just looking at them like, oh, you fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're so, so fucked. Good, about to catch this desert eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Going under the bed and pa pa the explosive fucking, bullet. Yeah, his fucking whole legs just are gone. Ruining kneecap. You're not gonna explodes. need those anymore, yeah. dude. It's, it's the speed ramping. It's the it frame. It's so the frame hard. use is yeah. so amazing. The pop to like, it's the pop to like slowing down. Yeah, that made yeah. it so luxuriously delicious to watch. And when she's like stabs him through the chest and he's like he's gr- grimacing oh, yeah. and he breaks his own goddamn teeth, the dude. sound design there. Yeah, dude. Oh, that scene is the best, dude. It's, it's really, I love that. It's that, either that or the crazy 88 fight scene. Yeah, that's that legendary, too. of yeah. course. Like the the oh, dude, the the outline when they're the when the power goes out in the in the crazy 88. It's the blue yeah. room, the blue room, dude. Fuck. When it switches to black and white. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna say my favorite. Fun fact about the blue, the black and white thing, that was one to decrease the blood in like to tamp, like deaden that scene a little bit. But also, it was an homage to an old movie that did that. That's cool. Um, So it was like two birds with one stone. MPAA was like, "Can you tone it down?" And he was like, "How about I homage this?" Hmm. So they're like, "Whatever." I wrote it down. It's some movie he referenced. I don't know. Yeah, it's called like the fucking something. It's just something. The bloody that you never killers. Some shit like that. I got it. It's oh, it's just an homage to seventies and eighties U.S. television airings of kung fu movies where they made it black and white to get past the the censoring. Mm. That's cool. But which they did not censor in the origin countries. It was just the U.S. Right. Where they censored with black and white. And this was the first trailer that made. The, I'm sorry. This is the first trailer that made uh, them recolor red to black. Have you ever noticed now that you can't see blood in any trailer now? It's it's either really? like re- unless it's a red band trailer, if it's a general audience trailer, it's everything is now um, you either can't show blood or you have to recolor it in post so that it looks like brown or black. Yeah. They used to use chocolate syrup for blood. I know that in like Night of the Living Dead and shit like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so this was the first one that I think had they were that just requirement. Shit. Yeah, they were just yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know this was a lot of homages to kung fu movies? <laughs> like, oh, I would have had no the idea. Shaw Brothers did a lot of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Hattori Hanzo, do you guys do you have that already? No, the real Hattori Hanzo. Well, Hattori Hanzo, played by uh, Sony Sony Chiba, Sony Chiba. Uh, there was a Quentin Tarantino's favorite like samurai show uh, featured Sony Chiba that like had every different season was a different Hattori Hanzo, the character oh, Hattori that's Hanzo. Awesome, and that's it would cool. go through the generations, but it was always Sunny Chiba playing Hattori Hanzo. That is fucking cool as shit, and so, I need to watch it now. Yeah, so <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, this is Sunny, uh, this is Hattori Hanzo four, Hattori Hanzo five, and it's like different generations." That's sick. That's and cool. then he's like, 
whenever he made this film, he's like, I, this is Hattori Hanzo a hundred. Like this is centuries after his bloodline is, you know, is what it is now. Fucking awesome. And he brings back the same fucking actor to be Hattori Hanzo in this. And he's a sword maker. He's retired. This is my favorite sequence in the entire film. Oh dude. When she enters the the man from Okinawa, a man from Okinawa. Okinawa. This is my favorite sequence in the entire film. And then like the legendary, like, like, feeling that it gives off whenever they're like unveiling the katanas dude the retired swords yes he's like oh yeah like you know these will never be used again and i, I will never make any uh i will never again make something that kills um and she's like well this is for your former student you'd be interested in this and he's like, fucking he's like <laughs> fine yeah. fucking yeah. But, the, but the, Dude, the the music fade in when he hands it over. That the, is goosebumps. That's the that best whole, music in the fucking film. That is the best cinematography in the film. Like the way that like little layer that he has is lit, mm. where it's like overexposed almost. But yeah, it's like they're yeah. glowing. There's some yeah. sort of filter oh. they're doing on the lens or on the film where it's like they all have this glow on them. It's just mm-hmm. so gorgeous, man. This is this is everything I love about movies right there. Yeah. there's something about the way he lights certain scenes like there it's blown the fuck out yeah yeah yeah. it's like a signature of his now where it's like first of all backlighting the fuck out of smoke yeah Yeah. and and but also like those hot spots are such a cool touch it's like a fuzzy warmth where it's like seven it's like 1970s japanese jazz where it literally like the music literally sounds fuzzy yeah he's doing that visually you know what i mean right what were you about to say uh the way that like their uh the banter and like the bickering between oh, Sonny so Chiba yeah. and the guy get the tea. Do you understand? Like, yeah. do you understand? But not just the bickering. The way the bickering is abandoned when they're doing the ceremony of the katana, and they're yeah. like, it's like a it's serious, serious thing. Yeah, I fucking love that. I, I love how the it's respect like, is there. Yeah, yeah. But like, I love how this <clears throat> takes moments, even during some fights, to be comedic. Yeah, it, yeah. But this go back home to your mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then also, like, this scene in particular, you know, it could have just been, like, a little standoff with sushi and, like, I know who you are. But then there's this element of this lazy guy watching soap operas, like, no, you get the fucking yeah, sushi. Yeah. He's like, for 30 years, I've fucking <laughs> done this and you did. And, then and it's like that deep guttural, like, yeah. like they look like they're just talking, but they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking caricatures. Yeah. Like, yeah. he walks, he's like, very good. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, who is this guy? But yeah. he's amazing. He's it's magnetic. Phenomenal. I love yeah. it. I lo- and then the fact that. I want four more movies with just that character that's yeah. why i'm going to watch that thing you just told yeah. me that. yeah and then and then the, the their banter was so fucking funny and then like you know go get the fucking tea and then he you understand and then he goes i'm not bald i shave my head do you understand yeah, and then yeah. he throws a fucking knife at him yeah do you understand do you understand so it's the, i love those fucking stop everything and have a fucking funny moment type yeah. of scenes yeah i love that he's really good at he's he's his actually, comedy is so good he's low-key great at writing comedy yeah i mean it's not even excellent. low-key it's no he's key. excellent at it yeah even in the inglorious bastards gorlami i mean it's Gourlami. like gorlami 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 in in the most serious moment of the film, yeah. they're, they're about, about to blow up the goddamn. They're about to get killed by an auditorium full of Nazis. If <laughs> yeah, they fuck it up, and he's like Dominic de Coco. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the best, dude. Dominic de Coco, come here. Dominic de Coco, bravo. 
Uh, it's it's great, the man. fucking best. And Christoph, this is now an Inglorious Bastards thing, but Christoph Waltz, like, fully knowing that they're, like, it's a jig, and yeah. he's like, no, you have to say it like a Dominique the Cook. The way he fucking yeah, makes it. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Anyways, uh, the the sword scene is phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is the, and the, the the ceremony behind it, the meaning behind it, the music is so precise. Yeah, the music is the best part. That's the best moment in the fucking film, man. Yeah. Uh, Gogo Yubari, the yeah. just the idea of like a seventeen year old Japanese high school girl that is also a badass as shit hitman. Yeah, she's like, fucking awesome. Or just fucking it, cool. Or just that one single flashback scene of characterization where she's like, "Do you want to fuck me?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Now it is I." Who now who's penetrating who? Yeah. yeah, just rips out his intestines, yeah. and there's only two seconds of it, and then it cuts away. <laughs> yeah, love that shit. It's awesome. It's so, so fucking, good. It's just like a little bit of backstory. It's not a whole fucking. It's not the Oren Ishii no. origin right. story. It's just a tiny little glimpse into like who that person is. Love that. At, that's that shit is perfect. Dude. Her her weapon is so intimidating that I would have just left in the <laughs> middle of that battle. Right, right. Did you watch? Did you also watch volume two? No, shit. It, but to be fair, uh, Christina watches these movies. Uh, I would say once or twice a week. Oh, so you know so really? Yes, yeah, these are her favorite movies. A week? Wow, the Quentin, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. QT films. Yeah, we have the same editions you do. Nice, uh, but. He, she actually hit Quentin Tarantino at one point with that ball. Yeesh. When it went past camera at one point. This is something I read. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Well, <laughs> he got bonked by Gogo. Yeah. Well, that's like a mace, right? Just like a big chain mace. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, that's a fucking excellent fight scene. Did you guys know that the the guy with the mask, the other guy, like... Johnny Moe? Johnny Moe, he is also Pai Mei. I don't know. That oh, is. that's sick. Yeah. Pime in volume two, the trainer. Oh shit, right, right. Psh, fuck yeah. Guy. Oh fuck yeah. Sorry. Dude, that fucking that uh that Hong Kong zoom. Yeah. When that he enters zoom. Yeah. Dude. Ah! yeah. <laughs> dude. All of the zooms, man. Yeah. Are so dude, fun. Her her lean back and then swiping three guys with the sword move. Oh. Dude, really the entire cutting fight. ankles and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing I want to talk about that this movie does masterfully is big music buildups to cutting the music and having just raw sound effect fights. And we've said this before. Fight scenes without music Hit are harder. the shit. Are the best. That's the it's best way to shoot fight cinematography scene. and sound effects. Dude, think about this though. Before this, how much action has Quentin done? Virtually none, dude. Really? Virtually yeah. none. I guess so. You don't There's see like the, the chase scene in Reservoir Dogs, I guess. You don't see the Hardly. boxing scene in Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Right. It's just implied afterwards that he fucking beat that guy to death. There's a few deaths in Pulp Fiction, but not really right. action like this. Yeah. Not kung fu. For him to go from practically no action to that scene in Tokyo where she fucking fights the, the crazy 88s. Yeah. That's I mean, one of the best fight scenes I can think of. Yeah. I mean, it's got wire work. It's got... Like one versus eighty, which is always like a fun. Which is not really eighty-eight, but like they even they even comment on that in volume two, yeah. yeah. Where it's like they got, I'm sure they got shit for that in volume one. Where like yeah. I counted and it's actually yeah. like thirty or whatever yeah. the fuck. And so in volume two, even, they just think it's cool. Like they thought yeah, it was a cool, a cool name fucking that. name. Yeah. yeah, but um, uh, yeah. The, but this movie does this masterfully. Almost every assassination that every person she tracks down, there's a big audio buildup, whether it be the sirens or it be some sort of like. Like the crazy eighty eight, it had like a, um, you know those the five six seven eights that band, yeah, and then Charlie um, Brown, dude, even Charlie uh, <laughs> even L Driver, the 
California mountain snake. She's fucking cool as that shit. That Brian De Palma scene that, that that he homages, dude. Like it's where it's like the split screen. Right. Oh, fuck She's yeah. coming in. Like that's a great music drop. Mm-hmm. The five, six, seven, eights in the club, mm-hmm. which he found at like a, just like a he was walking some a bar. mall or something yeah. or like yeah. in an airport and he heard that in like some vintage shop and he's like, who is this? Like who the fuck is this? Like I need them in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the the person working at the store was like, oh, well, we can't just give you it, but there's a Tower Records right there. He's like, I won't fucking do that. Like, I will pay you extra money yeah. right now for this CD. Yeah. They had to call his manager and shit. It's like, but it's give like, it to him. But like, without that, dude, we don't get that scene, or we right. don't get them in that scene, yeah. which is perfect, dude. He's like, this music's great, but do you pre- perform barefoot? Because that's, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> a, there's a lot of feet in this movie, that's for there's sure. There's a ton of fucking feet in this movie. And it's necessary. We it's go not, your big toe. Yeah, it's not necessarily news to anybody that Tarantino you know, like speed, but this movie, when you know that going back, I didn't know that when I first saw it, right? But now, when you go back, you're like, God, you're damn, on the Quentin. lookout for it, yeah. yeah. Like, his day, he's got a closet full of dailies, I know, where he just, <laughs> oh, yeah. he just walks yeah. in, it's his fucking wank closet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my Margot Robbie footage, here yeah. we fucking go. Like, footage, you say, footage. oh, fucking. Uh, the murder of Buck who likes to fuck is probably one of the most satisfying things in this movie. Man, Dude. you can feel it. Dude, yeah. sound design. Stop hitting me. She's like, why? W- literally, why? Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, my name is That nasty ass bottle of Vaseline oh. that he, with the hair on it. It's just disgusting, dude. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just like another layer of like, uh, characterization yeah. to, it's one of those things where it's like it's completely unnecessary, and then yet- but it goes. Sh- it shows you just how far this character has gone in this. It sh- Dude. it establishes that that's basically a business that he has. Yeah, and he's a pu- like she's a punching bag. Yeah, like the whole movie. It starts with her being literally murdered. Yeah, essentially, and then shot in the head, uh, raped as- while she's in a coma, buried alive, uh, fucking stabbed, cut like. Like the level of like circumstances she overcomes is like the coolest thing. Where in this she's movie. literally immortal at this point. Yeah, where she's like the embodiment of revenge, and nothing can stop. That her. That makes Ugh. her legendary. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily that she never gets cut. It's that she gets knocked down and keeps going. That's the coolest part about. She her. gets knocked down, but she gets up again. You're never gonna keep her down, dude. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, good, not fucking. That should have been the theme song for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fucking mic drop for that. That that in the fucking lady snow. Blo- <laughs> the the yeah. yeah. Uh, the snow fight scene. Um, when she gets slashed in the back during that, that fight sick. scene. Jesus Christ, dude. The stunts are so and then, good. And then when Lucy Liu gets cut for the first time, mm-hmm. when she gets cut, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'd like apologize. to apologize. It's because she knows she's dead. I think that's why she gets yeah. cut, and she's like, no one's ever got cut me like that. And so I think well, right after wounded that. wounded at that point. Like, she can't yeah. go full out. Her fucking leg is all split. Her yeah. entire army is dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. she's fucked. Yeah. But you know what's a really cool thing I read, too, is uh, from the moment when she walked out and met Oranishi in the snow. It's First of all, that scene's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. But secondly, when she met her, she, she said something like, I hope you've saved your strength. Otherwise, you won't last five minutes. From the moment they start fighting, the, from the first step forward, if you start a stopwatch... Orenishi dies at four minutes and fifty nine seconds. That is harder than shit. Isn't that fucking <laughs> That's cool? fucking hard as shit. Isn't that fucking sick? That's amazing. Also, the the frame where they're pointing their swords at each other and the bamboo thing is going down, up and down. Uh, look up the battle at the Hill of Swords from Berserk. Mm. Okay. Yes. Also, Lady Snowblood. Like that's yeah, that's, that's the entire direct, final sequence. That's a direct. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an homage to old kung fu guys. Did you get, did you know? Well, it's it, like he basically didn't make the movie. It's dude. like he basically doesn't even know anything, dude. <laughs> oh, speaking of homage, it's like a cover. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> speaking of homages, dude, the you know the to- the miniatures when uh, she was flying into yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. You know that's leftover Godzilla. Oh my god, that is sick. Yeah, this is stuff, this I love that you can see recent. the wires. Yeah, 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 you can see the of little course, wires of, course, yeah. of the airplane. Yeah, it's amazing. I, it's it just gives it more character. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I fucking um, love every minute of this movie. The, yeah. the, the crazy 88, there's like three Wilhelm screams during that fight. Yeah, scene, yeah, which yeah. is like, just like another. Everything is there's such bowling a, pins being knocked over when they. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude. Some. Some. Okay. Rest in peace, Sally, dude. His editor yeah. died in 2010. Because I, I do think when you watch his movies, especially this one, there's so many fucking tiny cuts I, I noticed on this rewatch that just blew me away, and I and I'm curious. There's so many things like the Wilhelm or the bowling pins where it's like, was that Quentin or was that Sally? Like Sally's the fucking guy. Yeah. But you she, look at how his... many editors have an inside joke in Hollywood where right. where every actor on a Quentin movie, even post her death, look into camera on a Tarantino movie and say, Hi Sally. I it's, love that. It's fucking amazing. Like so, you know, when she's yeah, R.I.P. We need a high Sally compilation, dude. <laughs> <laughs> look into the camera. And tell my lonely editor stuck in Los Angeles that's in a room all by herself. Hello, her name is Sally. Hello, Sally. And welcome to and happy first day. And happy first day. Now all together, go. Hello, Sally. And happy first day. Hello, Sally. Hello, Sally. Hello, Sally. <laughs> Sally? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself, you fucking fuck. Hey, Sally. Hi, Sally! Hey, Sally, how's it going? Sally, do you believe this shit? <coughs> Hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. <laughs> Sally! How the fuck you doing, Sally? Good eye, Sally. Say hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. Hello, Sally. Hello, Sally. Hello, Sally. Hello, Sally. I think Sally's one there. Hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. Fucking, fucky fuck. So close. Hello, Sally. So close. <laughs> Hi Sally. Hi Sally. Hi Sally. Sally, I am not dead. I just pretended. Now I'm gonna go after him and I'm gonna kick his fucking Nazi balls, okay? Sally, how are you? Good? A little lonely, are you? Mike says hello. Everybody say hi, Sally. But uh, yeah, RIP her, dude. She's okay. a great editor. Tough. How many editors do you even know their name? I'm an editor and I don't even know their names. Right. Sorry. Tough what? Tough uh, discussion here, guys. Volume two. Does it hold up? Yes, but volume one is so perfectly paced and every single scene is legendary to me that it's it's pretty you can't top it i watched them back to back because at the end of volume one i was like i gotta do volume two now yeah i did the same exact thing yeah, but so- i had never seen volume two up until a few days ago what what dead serious whoa i had started it and then because I, I was really young when i saw it whenever she gets spoilers for killable volume two uh whenever she gets her eye snatched out mm-hmm. her second eye yeah i was done i was really? like i can't watch this dude wow because oh. i have like a weird eye phobia thing oh, okay. about like not seeing eye trauma you should play bloodborne <laughs> you should uh, watch 28 Days Later and 28 Yo, Weeks Later God. God. thumb their eyes out. Jesus. Or when a crow I'm better now, but eye. when I was a child, like I just like, just okay, I'm done. It yeah. gave me anxiety. I had another fucking panic attack, which I didn't know <laughs> existed. Like Tony um, Soprano, you're like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my first all the way through watch of Volume 2 was just a couple days ago. Wow. 
So what do you think? It does not hold up to me at all. Really? Like, I don't like it near as much as Volume 1. I still I, love... Vol- I love both of them, but Volume 1 is by far my favorite. It is superior, course, yeah. it is perfect, and as far as QT goes for me, that's bottom of my list. Wow. Volume 2 wow, is... Wow, you really didn't like it, huh? I don't... I mean, I like it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that... Right, right. I don't like any of his movies. I mean, uh, that's not to say that it's a bad movie. It's just my bottom for him. Gotcha. I love every single one of his movies. That's fair. And I loved... I really liked Volume Two in a way, but it just doesn't hold the 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 weight that uh, Volume One does. It doesn't have the same pacing and like like because Volume One, it's like it's like a boss run in a game almost. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like everything. It's like boom, 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 boom. Every scene is so electric, jam yeah. fucking packed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it really. And is. I loved all the the Pie May stuff in yeah. Volume Two. That that's great. But I love the tr- Mike, the Michael Madsen stuff in Volume Two. I Dude, liked. her coming out of the grave and yeah. I love hard. Michael Madsen stuff. He's, yeah, he's so charismatic. You know, he has a video game coming out this month. No, good for him. Yeah, that's sick. That's crazy. It's what what kind of throws me off is all of the Bill stuff. Really? I don't. He's I not, don't like his chemistry with Uma Thurman. I don't get them as a couple. I get you. I don't. I don't. I don't see it at all. I don't see them having a a love, a romantic involvement at all. I, don't I agree see with that, but I I still like Bill and David Carradine's portrayal of bill as a person but right. separate from their chemistry because i agree with you there it's not super great chemistry between them it's not believable really um no, but why don't you fuck this old man you know <laughs> but you know who, through, but throughout the if it was leonardo dicaprio maybe. that would make sense right but throughout throughout kill bill he has this like jared leto style like obviously like you're too creepy for these like yeah 10 women I'm playing a flute all the time yeah mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's got like this like cult of personality thing going on where yeah. they they're like aligned with him. He's yeah, the he's the snake charmer. Yeah, exactly. And his his what is it called? The divine? What is it? The something? The deadly Vipers Assassination Squad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Short, short for divas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I don't disagree with you. But I still like Dave Carradine as Bill. Um, I like him as Bill. I just don't see that. I wish there wasn't a romantic involvement with either of them. I wish he was just a boss and she left him and then that was it. Mm, I think the kid and the family thing adds a really interesting layer because especially I didn't give a shit about any of the kid stuff. I I liked it. I mean, even in the finale, especially if you know that Uma Thurman had a just had a kid leading into this like she's mama bear. Like it's kind of it's kind of it's great. I liked everything in volume two. I agree with you there. Well, it's not my least favorite, but I agree with you in the sense that it's a little bit, uh, it's below volume one, of course. Volume two is is good, but I, I, it's it's a nitpicky thing, but I liked everything up until the lioness is now with her cub. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck like, is why that? Why did a- you say some weird shit when we're being cool, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why did you wrap it up on like a joke? Like a weird joke. Yeah. Like you, like, yeah, she got away with her daughter cut to black written and directed by tarantino what are you doing i don't know i i, I have the cool badass song from the end of volume one dude, right dude the dude. song at the end of volume two yes. oh at bum, volume two. yeah the song at the end of volume two the bum 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 ha, and he's doing his walk to oh death. yeah yeah that was good oh goose the five finger fucking huge uh, twangy the guitar. five finger death punch oh yeah the hardest metal band of all time <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah. super cool guys yeah <laughs> is that why they call it that yeah from it's a Kill reference Bill? to Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. God yeah, damn it. That's that so sucks. stupid. I fucking hate them. Um dude, the ending of one is the best though. It's it godly. Is. Like it's 
in any other movie that would be such a quarter line. Does she know her daughter's still alive? Bum, 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 Fucking Come goose. on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I get hyped, bro. You know, all this music besides like the that famous uh RZA track. All of the music is from other movies. Yeah. Like yeah. other soundtrack like his from his soundtrack collection. And it's obvious when you listen to it, you're like, that just sounds old kung fu. Yeah, yeah. I, I was listening to a dude. Have you guys watched the Q the QA for Hateful Eight with Quentin and Christopher Nolan? No. No. Christopher Nolan's moderating the QA and he's asking me all these questions. He's asking about the music for the Hateful Eight. This is has nothing to do with Kill Bill, sorry. But he got Ennio, Ennio Morricone to do oh, wow. to do Hateful Eight, which was a big fucking deal. He was like the best spaghetti western composer of all fucking time. He gets him to do Hateful Eight, and he's like, well, I don't have a lot of time to do this, but what I do have and what is the biggest inspiration to the film The Hateful Eight is The Thing. I have unused score from The Thing. Bruh. He's like, I will immediately take that. That so thirty, I think thirty minutes of music from the thing, unreleased from the thing, is in Hateful Eight, which is the biggest influence on the Hateful Eight. Like That's he, hard as shit, which and is, that makes sense now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, people trapped in a storm. Yeah. yeah, which is why fucking uh, Kurt Russell's in it. Like oh shit! Yeah, he's like that was the only movie that he showed the cast as reference for the Hateful Eight before and they started filming. And a drink kills him. Dude. Holy shit. Yeah. That is hard. And he uses fucking the thing music. Unreleased the thing music. That is okay, that's fucking sick. Uh, along with an original uh theme for that was created by Ennio Morricone for the Hateful Eight. Anyways, that's that was awesome. really cool. That's a clip now. But also, um Kurt Russell was uh, Jack Nicholson, Mickey Rourke, mm. and Burt Reynolds all passed on playing Bill. Jack Nicholson could have been Bill, dude. Really, he passed on it. Yeah, that's what they said. I mean, it's what the internet said. He's like, I'm I know, busy um, at the bar on poopies. <laughs> yeah, we, we all have, we are all having coffees and poopies on the strip. <laughs> we all hung out in a coffee shop called Poopies up on the strip. No, Jack, man. why didn't you do Kill Bill for you too? <laughs> we all hung out in a coffee shop called Poopies up on the strip. We were all having coffee and <laughs> poopies on the strip. <laughs> Just normal men. <laughs> Just innocent, man. Oh, uh, fuck. What's his name? Warren Beatty was supposed to be Bill. That was who he wrote Bill for. Who's that? Warren Beatty? He's in, um, fuck, he's in The Manjurian Candidate. He's in, uh, he's like a big old school actor. He was in Bullworth. That's the only fucking recent film that I know him from. He's one of those people that I've heard Look the him name. Up. He was the guy that, that got the fucking Moonlight name wrong. Or he said the Moonlight oh, name wrong. Oh, shit. Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah, yeah. That fucking guy. He was supposed to be Bill. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he got he. Well, David he, Carradine is. To be perfect. fair, he didn't get it wrong. The person he was on stage. With I know. I know. No. Yeah. La La Land. A few moments later. We lost, by the way. But you know. You know. Nice. Dumb fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. I mean, read. Literally read. Literally read it. Be like, oh, yeah. that's not right. Give me a new card. Um. Anyways. Don't be weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't maybe say the wrong thing at the biggest moment of the night <laughs> and ruin people's dreams. Yeah, exactly. Hey, do you guys know that the bride's yellow outfit was inspired by Bruce Lee? What? You, know you guys connect those dots? What was the movie? Game of something? Uh, Game of Death in 1978. Game of Death. Cool. See how I like almost knew it? Yeah. I'm like almost. Yeah, you almost well. knew it. Yeah. Um, Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino had a falling out because uh, of this movie. because uh, she Volume was, 2. Yeah, because of the car crash. Yeah, there was a car crash where she was. He insisted on her doing her own stunts, and then 
He was like, it's totally safe. And guess what? It wasn't safe. And she suffered permanent neck and knee injuries. And did so you know that? Did you know uh, Miramax made her sign a waiver after that happened? And that is pretty fucking scummy. No, dude. she refused to sign it. But they were oh. like, they were like, she wanted could- dailies of the accident. Yes, yes, that's right. And to give her the dailies, they were like, okay, well, you have to sign away all all of our liability to your accident. She's like, She's no. like, you literally crashed me in a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, also, speaking of stunts, shouts to Zoe Bell. Yeah. Zoe Bell is the bride, like the stunt double. Uh, okay. Uma Thurman's stunt double cool. in the entire movie. So There's a documentary something. about Zoe Bell about her being from uh, New Zealand and like trying to be a stunt woman and like she was on Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, shit. And then that show ends so she has to move to America to like make it as a stunt person. <clears throat> At the very end of the Zoe Bell doc, she's auditioning for Quentin Tarantino. That's Love hard. That. You know the scene where... Uh, she splits the baseball in yeah. two. That was really done by Zoe Bell. That is fucking sick. That's fucking amazing. That's a lie. That's real. You know that whenever she opens that guy, she splits him in half. She yeah. really split. That, that was also real, dude. Well, well, that guy was a method actor. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "Split me in fucking half." He's like, "Go for it, dude. I promise it's cut, fine." Cut and before that, he was the guy that got the axe to the face. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, "Let's go for it. I'm already split open." And, and then he was also the guy that bit all of his teeth out of his mouth in the anime sequence. Right. <laughs> exactly. And Dude, then, whenever she snatches the eye out and it cuts to the black and white, yes. I, I didn't mention that part. Fuck, so cool. Yeah, there's so, so many cool. fucking great details in this movie. I know it's 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 a phenomenal film, and that's obvious. Yep. Okay, um, sorry, go ahead. Can I talk about the fact that she made a list of five people, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Just making a list of five people. Yeah, it's like the fucking uh, fucking Blues Clues notepad. Yeah, <laughs> she's like Death Note five, yeah. and she writes down Bell. Ellie, yeah. buddy, and it's like you're not gonna fucking forget. I don't know. It was just funny. It might as well be written in crayon. It's like a one, a two. Like, <laughs> she made these big saving, saving dips. Yeah. She made like these big ass like circles too. Like uh, I thought yeah. that was it was like it's cinematic. But, yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of like. It's it's it not, is like blues clues like you said like it's not yeah. practical if you're actually making a list right but it is kind of it is tongue in cheek in a way I don't think he meant it to be badass no, I think no, it's no. meant to be kind of funny yeah. right so whatever it's also great for people that don't know what the fuck is going on I guess I guess also a great way to emphasize like at the very beginning when she first opens the note Oren Ishii is already dead yeah and then a, she's yeah, cool. and then she crosses out Vernita Green. And people are like, wait, who's that? You know what wait I mean? Wait like, a second. It's the fucking NPCs that like will need to get this movie. If I was a fucking kid and I was watching it for the first time, I wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. I need I that note. Yeah. I, I love, God, the Vivica Fox fight scene is so that fucking is good. That is so awesome. Just the way the, her daughter comes home, she's like, uh, the, hey, what the fuck? Just no <laughs> music, too. You know yeah. she got that part? How? <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, Quinn Tarantino was walking through a blockbuster and saw a cover of a movie that she was in. He's like, holy shit, I haven't seen her in since Independence Day. Um, and then like he was looking, he's like, she reminds me of uh, Pam, Pam Greer. Nice. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. He's like, this would be really great to have like a Pam Greer-esque yeah. like, coffee like scene. Like an analog for her. Yeah, yeah in this. That was great. I, I love that scene. Like, Well, obviously, no music again. The intimacy of that fight and yeah. each shot and each falling Even like stepping table. on cereal and shit. Just all of it. Yeah. The, the, the overhead shots of, yeah. yeah. The, the, and, the, the leather when they're in the headlock, just the sound design of everything. It was just yeah. no music, just, just everything. The cereal so box crunchy. says kaboom. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then the little girl's there to see her mom dead and she's like, if you still feel raw that is about one of the this. the hardest lines. <sighs> I'll be waiting. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, volume three, it's so obviously set up. Maya Hawk, 
fights Vivica Fox's daughter. Zendaya, let's fucking get it, dude. Yo! That would be fucking hard as shit. You're so right on that casting. I can't even say how right you are on that casting. <laughs> yeah, I dude. literally just, no, I, yeah, dude. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? That's Counterpoint, though, leave it alone. No. no, fuck that. I want to no. see it. I want to see it. You know, it's funny. I texted my friend. I was like, I was like, this I wouldn't count as his 10th, though. It would not count as his 10th. Here's the thing. It's a movie. <laughs> no, he, he's not going to retire after 10. That's, no, it, no. He, he gonna, wants to be all stylish no, no, and like he, 10 movies by Quentin Tarantino. He, no, he's not. And it's even in volume two. Bill says a self-aware line that I think Quentin Bert believes where the number one killer of old people is retirement. And I know he's not going to fucking make 10 movies and retire. He's got too big of an ego and he's too addicted to making films. Here's but he's also gonna, obsessed with writing novels now. Yes. He's going to make his 10th film write novels for 10, 15 years and then come back and then that's going to be a mega fuck you. I'm back, baby. It couldn't right. keep me down. The 11th <laughs> yeah. film from yeah. Quentin Tarantino, dude. I'm it's re- going to suck and then... <laughs> <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 3. It's like... Have you seen that compilation of Quentin Tarantino can't talk to black people? No. No. It is so sad. Oh, no. Why? He's like... It's a compilation of every interview he's ever done with like anybody that's black and like he can't talk normal. I think probably the most famous line is... I'm going to get medieval on your ass. I want to please my fans. I don't want to please the critics that are my fans. Uh, the critics hate my fans. I don't give a damn. <laughs> now, I'm not that computer savvy. So if he had sent me something that I plug into my computer, I don't know if I would have ever heard it. All right. Hey, download this. I don't know how to do that. Oh, God. He switches it on. Yeah. This it's is the guy cringy. that includes the N-word into all the scripts, by the way. Which is totally okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Kill Bill. He's, there's not one So you mentioned, uh, just coincidentally... Tori Hans was like, no! <laughs> Do you understand? You mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about The Notebook, you said The Death Note. Are you going to be watching the Duffer Brothers Death Note movie? No. It's coming out. No? All right. Who's the Duffer Brothers? Stranger Things. Didn't it already no. happen? Didn't no. they already try to make a live-action Death Note? They have made multiple live-action Death Notes. A Japanese one was I've okay. I've been somehow convinced to watch all Stranger Things seasons now, and... I'd fucking hate myself for it. I haven't watched the most recent. Season one is great. Other than that, I'm done. Yeah, I agree I'm with you. fucking done. I'm not going to get roped. In. Fucking, I'm saying it here. I'm not getting roped into finishing Stranger Things. Clip it. Clip it. For the future when he's on Stranger Things season five. How many gallons of fake blood do you guys think were used? 88. <laughs> 130. 450. Yeesh. That was so close. Dosh wins, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Despite being bleeped out in the film, the name of the bride is revealed on the plane tickets, which is kind of cool. Beatrix. Beatrix Kiddo. You can read their lips when they're in that first scene. One of the coolest yeah. name reveals ever when they're in the classroom. So Beatrix funny. Kiddo. Here. Yeah. Here. And then it was this is like, so cute. It's like what is like yeah. Emily Whorehouse or something was, was the other girl's name. <laughs> I don't know. And it was like some little kid. Yeah, it was like some ridiculously like oh, I don't remember vulgar that. name. It, it was, was dumb cunt some... McGee. <laughs> yeah. It was like some child, like here. Marty Catroser? Here. Melanie Harhouse? Here. Beatrix Kiddo? Here. So yeah. unnecessarily vulgar. That's weird. That was Emily Whorehouse? Some child. Yeah, is like, I hear me. Anyways. Um, how much of uh, the budget do you think went to swords and swords accessories? Fucking. Get the music. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. I'll do it if I want to. Right, hey, while bad. we're on the subject of gallons of blood, okay. how many gallons of blood went to my dick when I saw Uma Thurman and <laughs> Batman and Robin? <laughs> uh, 2.25 gallons. Correct. <laughs> That's solid. All right. One quart. <laughs> how many, what was the budget towards swords? Yeah. 
What was the sword budget in this movie? Uh, six hundred thousand uh, dollars. Two point five million. Oh, uh, sixty thousand dollars. I thought you got it Jesus. on the nose for Fuck. a second. If you were, I thought you, you were, were like, one... "That's not nearly enough," and I was like, "I gotta go way higher." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was sixty thousand. You were one zero off. God damn it. it! That tripped me out. You tried to cheat. That's what happened. I you just couldn't. I read can't it. read that. Yeah, you tried. You have supervision. Quit trying to bullshit us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, what else we got? Um, director. I meant to pull wrong people. I did find. Uh, I did find a f- some fucking review show. Not Ro- Roger and Ebert or whatever. Um, it was three journalists, four journalists, maybe talking like bashing the fuck out of this movie. Like he doesn't so know what wrong. the fuck he's doing. And then one journalist who was a woman, by the way, she's like, "This is one of the most empowering films I've ever seen. This is fucking yes, awesome." Thank you. She okay. I'm glad you brought this up. Because you got to see this clip. He it's got really shit on for representation of women in Once Upon a he's Time like in Hollywood. One of the most empowering direct. Thank I, you, I Jackie really Brown. Say- Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Kill let's Bill. Fucking go. First of all, Kill- I feel weird saying that as a guy. Of but, course. Also, but the point is true. He's one of the most woman empowering directors there. He is. Honestly, dude, Hateful Eight is one of the best examples of like, she's just a piece of shit, dude. She's not redeemable in any way. Right. I love that, dude. Yeah, she's just a bad, she's the villain. Yeah. She's just a piece of shit like any of the other guys. She outsmarted all of them. Yeah. And that too. And that's great. But like, it, like even in this, like Uma Thurman is the protagonist, the main person in two of his movies, and three out of the five people on her list to kill are female. Yeah. And it's they're like, not sexualized. Not really. Well, I guess California Mountain Rattlesnake or whatever could uh, be I mean, considered. They're hot, but like whatever. Right. It's not like they're. It's a movie. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah whatever. El Driver was. I love exactly. that. I love. I mean, we're not talking volume two, but even though we kind of touched on it, but she's dude, in volume one. But yeah, even uh, did you Michael Madsen's like super sexy, right? Yeah, totally. I actually, th- he's so charismatic. I wish he was in more. He shit. really is. Yeah. yeah, dude, I love him in the Hateful Eight. He's yeah. that's my favorite role Great. of his. Yeah, but dude, did you see that like, in volume one? L Driver had that split screen scene with the the nurse Brian situation. Tomama. Yep, that that homage. But then also in in Volume Two, the split screen came back <clears> in their fight. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like cool they, they they kicked each other and it mirrored. Yeah, that was just fucking amazing. Fantastic. Uh, just that that trailer scene too. Just do you think it's an homage to Blade Runner after she gets her second eye taken out and she's like convulsing and fucking doing her thing? Uh, I never maybe. thought about that, but I guess you could. I mean, yeah, because that's be. how she dies in Blade Runner. In Blade Runner. I, I want to say 2049. Yeah, in Blade Runner. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess you could say that. Because she's like convulsing she's like and like doing all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like an homage in a way. A little bit. I think it's just sort of to unsettle you and make you go, uh, what the fuck? That, I mean, it unsettled me. It right. did its fucking job. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. The fact that she just leaves her too. Damn, a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies scared the shit out of me. From Dust Till Dawn. Couldn't yeah. sleep that night. <laughs> when he's playing the dead body and it's like... Ugh. You're like... <laughs> Yeah, it scared the fucking shit. It's hilarious. Um, the the red apple. This is a reoccurring thing. The oh, red the apple cigarettes. cigarettes is a reoccurring thing. Yeah. You saw it in volume one when she got the, the after Tokyo. credits of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a red apple uh, oh, yeah, commercial yeah, yeah. with Leo. That's so cool. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this movie. Okay, we should um, wrap it up. This is a long one. Yeah, we well, rightfully so. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, uh, I want to. I always wrap a it quick up. Quick little should. I right what. Quick little game. Let's do it. Let's rank QT individually. All right. Jesus. All, all, right. all of his movies? All of his movies. Fuck. In order. Wish I could have gotten a heads up. All right. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. I, I have them all ready for you in case you're wondering, Chris. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go number 10. 
I've already told you guys, Kill Bill Volume 2. Nine would be The Hateful Eight. Seven, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, eight, Reservoir Dogs. Seven, Django Unchained. Six, Kill Bill. Five, Death Proof. Four, Jackie Brown. Three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Two, Pulp Fiction. Number one, of course, Inglorious Bastards. Can I take a look? Yeah. I can't do ten. Can I just do my top three? I can't even, like, think. Okay. Okay. On, on like all of them. Go ahead. Uh, okay, number ten, Death Proof. Granted, I haven't seen this in <sighs> since it came out. Just rewatched it after one and two. So yeah. Uh, Death Proof number ten, Jackie Brown number nine, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood number eight. Fuck, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Kill Bill Volume Two number seven, mm, Hateful Eight number six. Reservoir Dogs number five, Django Unchained number four, Pulp Fiction number three, Kill Bill Volume one number two, and Inglorious Bastards number one. Solid. You can't okay. go wrong. Chris, you want to do top three? I'm just going to do, yeah, top three. Um, three? Fuck, this is hard. They're all like jumping around in my head. The same, the top three of mine are constantly battling it out. Yeah. Like, all right. Um, I'm going for it. Inglorious Bastards number three. Kill Bill Volume 1, number 2. Pulp Fiction, number 1. Whoa. That's it for me. Strong fucking list there, bud. You can't go wrong. The rest of yeah. them are... You really can't go wrong. Yeah. In any order. That's so true, though, with Quentin. It's just like, yeah, you could make an argument for any order. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And They're... even even my bottom of my list, they're like, I love those movies. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's definitely one of my favorite directors of all fucking time. Um, but is it cinema? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, you want to go? Yeah, of course. Wait, you do it. You do it. I'm tired and let's wrap it up. This is a long fucking episode. Is it cinema with Marty Scorsese? We have to determine if... I'm doing my Josh impression. There you go. We have to determine if this is going to be cinema to, based on the one thing Marty Scorsese is basing it on, is, which is cinema. That's and perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And um, if you're a first-time listener, if you're a first how time, we rate... Yeah, if you're a first-time listener, this is how we rate our film based on yes or no, basically. Do we like it? Do we not? Is it cinema? Josh? Yeah. Oh! Alex. Yeah. Ah. And that just leaves me. Of course it is. Ah. Fucking duh. So now we're at the next tier of goodness. Right. So is it a stone cold <coughs> cinema classic? Yeah. Is it a, is it, a, does it belong in our criterion collection? Is it a, it is, does it belong in the one true format? The Academy's format of four, three, which is the creative vision in um, created by Zack Snyder. Right. Invented yeah. by. Yeah. Is it and Orson Welles. Is it, is, nah, it, well. is it one of the best of all time, Alex? Yeah. 100%. Josh, yes, you agree? I also agree. It is cinema and 4-3. And that's so obvious. It's 4 fucking 3. I'm tired. How can it not be? I'm tired as shit. Are we doing DMT? We're recording a late one today, boys. Yeesh. That's a fucking two-hour banger on a fucking... I'll go Starting first. at 8 p.m. or whatever. White Lady Snowblood. Really good. Nice. Frick Rick. What? I don't know. I don't have one. I have a job and I watched this last night. All right. I don't oh, know good point. We don't me. have jobs. No. Didn't you say you didn't do anything at work today? I, I did a lot <laughs> at work today. Because <laughs> you right. said your system was down. You couldn't do anything. I think Kill Bill's a DMT already, but um, I, I got Mom Fu and that's it. Like kung fu, but mom, it's bad. It's not mm. good. Well, we're going with yours. 
Very good. Very good. Um, budget? Go with um forty-five million dollars to me. Wow, I'll go twenty-five. Thirty-two point five. Alexa, how much did the movie Kill Bill cost to make? I know about three Kill Bill movies, and they are Kill Bill. Volume one, whose budget is thirty million U.S. dollars. Thirty. You said thirty-two. Congrats, Alexa. Stop. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's get up here. (sighs) Rotten Tomato score. I kind of want to do it. Okay. Alexa, never mind. Rotten Tomato score. Um, quick, quick. Eighty-two. Ninety. Uh, I'll do ninety-two. Alexa, what was the Rotten Tomato score for Kill Bill Volume One? On review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, Kill Bill Volume One has a score of eighty-five percent based on reviews from two hundred thirty-eight critics. Alex won. The average rating is seven point seven. Ale- Alex won twice 20. in a row. It's consensus. Alexa, read. stop. Shut the fuck up. Kill B. Buy a mug, Doom Guy. Fuck you. Back off. (laughs) Buy a fucking mug, you piece of shit. Five mucks a month, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hey there, boys. Marketing manager Rick here. So, now, I know I just saw the last episode you did, Porkers or whatever, right? Great bit about a lady and a pig or whatever. I don't know. I think Neil Patrick Harris is in it, but it was really funny. Fans seem to love it. So follow me here. Women's Empowerment Month, right? Women's Day. Yo, who's the lead woman? Well, what do you got? You got the GOAT classic movie, all right? No one's really seen it. You should really review it. Put it on. It's going to be called Kill Bill. Now, don't get it confused. You want to watch Volume 1, not Volume 2. Volume 2 is not as good, and it's not even as loud. I don't know why it's called Volume 2. It's quieter. So anyways, you're going to want to watch it. Battle Lady, get knocked up boom bang bam she's in the ground she comes back what happened who knows you know and hilarity ensues so then you gotta find out what's going on with bill so i think it'd be another really good episode to do you know kind of for the women's day now another thing you boys really are not pushing the product enough so one thing we're gonna need to be doing is we're gonna need to be branching out i'm gonna be seeing you fellas in east dallas we're gonna be walking around handing out flyers it's nice safe neighborhood trust me and we finally decided on Wilshin's comedy special, all right? We're filming it next week. It's called Get a Load of This Guy. Ah, we thought it was fitting, Chris. You know, you're that guy, you're this guy. So, fellas, what I'm going to need you to do, kill Bill, do the review. Wilson, meet me at the improv on Sunday. All right, fellas, you have a good one. This is Mocking Manager Rick. I'll be here. <laughs>